Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Expert. I'm Dan Shepard. I'm joined by Mrs. Mouse. Hi. I can't help but notice. Tell me. Your fancy book is still here. Are you meaning to keep it here? No, I'm not meaning to. In fact, it's going to go right under the television set on that main set up there. It also can live here. No, no, no. We no, need no. a better to spot. Fence. It was back here because we had guests. So oh, out, it of got out of my. But, out of your purview. No, but this is something that weighs on my consciousness. So right before we record, generally, yeah. before I come out of the house, I think, ah, fuck, I haven't brought in my book. foot massager or my book. Oh. And I haven't hung the painting by Wob. Mm. And everyone thinks I don't appreciate their gifts. This is what I think every time I walk here. <laughs> and then I think, I've got to come in here one day when I'm not recording and get my shit. Sure. I understand. This happens you know, to me. I keep know. stuff in my car for way too long. I know. And the Christmas presents I got in the living room, yep. they're sitting in the corner still. Yeah. But guess I'm what bad at I'm it. doing? What are you doing? Tomorrow, my record player is getting set up. It is by who? Am I coming over to play? No, I did ask Rob <laughs> to do it, but no, because Mackenzie is going to do it. Does Mackenzie have any hi-fi experience? No, or she's just going to figure it out. She's going to figure it out, and okay. she asked me to send her the brand so she could so watch some YouTube's yeah, or stuff. Yeah, she's very competent. Okay, great. So, it's easy. The only tricky part's the weight. Okay, mm. I trust her. Like I fully expect that record player to stay unopened for like nine months. It like would. I'm impressed that you're going to get it set up. No, before I want we leave to use it. I know that has no bearing on it for me. Uh, like yeah. I want to see that beautiful crow hung up in here. I want to see that beautiful Formula One book in my home. Yeah. I want a foot massage. Right. I just don't. I don't know what I just don't do anything. I get it. There's too much to do in this world. Yeah. I'm impotent. I, I just can't. No, you're not. You just have a lot going on. Okay. Thank you. And I apologize. No, you and don't I have to apologize. To... I just was wondering if we were keeping it here, we no. should set it up. We'll get like a display table. Yeah. Yeah. We could also put a guest book. You know, it would have been fun if we had a guest book over the years, I guess. I hate signing guest books. Yeah. You know? Me too. But I wish we had a guest book of everyone that's come here. I do too, but it wouldn't be us really to ask people to it's do that. It's not our style. Mm -mm. Put it in the bathroom when they use it before they that leave. That would be cool. Like if, sign if you're the... in there, you could in sign it if you wanted to. Yeah. Okay, TBD. That's not what you say. Okay, old friend of mine is here today, Octavia Spencer. It's been years since we caught up. It was so heartwarming and wonderful. She's awesome. She is. This is going to be an Easter egg. Thank them, honey. <gasps> New favorite catchphrase. I know. Might be my all, 2023. Might be thank you, honey. It's oh, so thank powerful. Em. You thank them, honey. Oh, I already fucked it up. Oh my god. This is the thing with catchphrases. <laughs> you got to get them right. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just a catch theme that's right yeah you gotta say the same thing over again octavia spencer is an academy award-winning actor and producer you loved her in the help hidden figures ma self-made spirited and she has a show that she executive produces she's fully immersed in truth but told on apple plus the third season is out now mm. Please check it out and please enjoy the sweetest, loveliest, my old friend, Octavia Spencer. Thank him, honey. Okay. Don't right? say it too much. Let her say it. You're right. <laughs> thank you, honey. <laughs> what if I say thank you, honey? Oh, my God. I shouldn't call you honey first off. And then <laughs> I think hers is just thank him. No, it no, was, it was thank him, honey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a mix. Well, you were going to make a shirt that said thank him. I wanted to make thank him, honey. Oh. 
Whatever. Also, I might launch a honey brand called Think no, of Honey. you're not taking her <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right. Please enjoy Octavia Spencer. We are supported by Uber Eats. Spring is here, and now you can get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry, no. But a box fan? Happily, yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets, product availability may vary by region. See app for details. We are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you uh, you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah, easy peasy? So easy. Well, the best part about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, and you can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options with Squarespace Blueprint. Plus, you can kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. He's an Chicken tiki marsala. Did I say it right, Monica? (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's okay. What is it? Tika. Tika. Close. Close. You want to make it Hawaiian, but it's not. (laughs) Just not. Chicken tiki. Chicken tiki marsala. Oh no, I was offered it. It smells so damn good. But the reason why I have to do my coffee at home now. Is because somebody has a lot of inflammation. Oh, uh, and yeah. I'm off dairy, okay. and it is the hardest breakup. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's some things you can break up with, but dairy <laughs> is the longest relationship I've had my entire life. Yeah, that's not nice. No, I was vegan for one year, and I had assumed it'd be the meat that would be the hardest, and it was the cheese. It's the cheese, it's honey. The cheese. You can do without the meat, but Lord. Uh. The oh. cheese. Oh, the cheese. It's magical cheese, isn't it? <laughs> it really the is. The fact that it can be any consistency. It can be a liquid. It can be a solid. It can be mm. shredded. Oh. Oh, oh <laughs> sweet <be> Jesus. <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet Jesus. It was here for a second. We waved. What's that? Bit was here for a second. You know, Bit works oh. for Octavia. Did you oh know that? Oh, my God. Yeah. I forgot she that. She is the best person on the yeah. planet. I she love truly it. is. Just calming, stabilizing force. And I did the meanest thing to her <laughs> two Christmases two ago. Two Christmases. We do this white elephant party. Do you know how those work? Yes. Stealing. You steal from people. <laughs> And she got this like six foot tall teddy bear and she wanted it. And you know, Bit deserves it. (laughs) She's a good girl. She deserves a little cuddle buddy. (laughs) But my daughter wants that. Oh. And if it's between Bit and my daughter, Bit, you're going down. And she did. (laughs) You're going down. 
going down. And I thought, well, this is the most evil thing I've ever done. Yeah. It's stolen from Bit. Yeah. <laughs> She's so sweet, it's impossible. She's really Do you think she might be a killer? I think she has mommy killer instinct. Yeah. And she will she uses that to protect all the people that she loves. So yeah. in that regard, yes, I would not want to mess with her in a back alley if it involved anybody she loved, especially her kids. That being said, you don't want her on your team if it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. is not gonna. <laughs> no. yeah, if it doesn't involve the kids. If it doesn't involve the kids or your well-being, like any of our well-being. But don't you think? I don't know. Yeah, maybe she doesn't like a fight. No, no, no. And which I, is why I love her. I wonder exactly. if we have any of the shared stuff. For me, I'm most suspicious of nice people. Really, I'm most suspicious of nice people who feel like they need something in return. Mm. And then you're like, why is this person so nice? <laughs> like, who are they really? Yeah. And that's a very blanketed thing to say. But I guess what it is, it's probably my own shittiness and then who I grew up around. I didn't see all that many altruistic, <laughs> just benevolent people. When I meet them, I'm like, is there a catch? Mm. I just am suspicious there's that's a catch. That's good, though. That's good to be suspicious. But I feel confident in life now because of all the people that I have around me. And nice is such a basic word it because is. we can be nice, but you may not be kind. Exactly. I say this all the time. There's Monica a huge has this difference. tattoo on her ankle. I do, essentially. <laughs> I'm from the South. I'm from Georgia. And there's a lot of nice people. There's a lot people. of nice. <laughs> yeah. Kindness pervades every pore of your being. Exactly. Nice does not. Yes. Because mm. you can be nice circumstantially, but you can be kind unilaterally. Yeah. Nice yeah. can be a performance. Kind can't yeah. really. If it's not in you, it's not in you. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. and Bid is kind. Yeah. He's yeah. kind and nice. And nice. And that bitch has got to give me that teddy yeah, bear you. if my daughter wants it. <laughs> she also, if you had said... Delta really wants that teddy bear. She would have said, okay. Yeah, she you probably would have, have made, not even required me to use my steel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Octavia, I started getting this like hint of insecurity just an hour ago while I was reading and writing about you. And I thought, is there a chance she doesn't remember that we were in a comedy group together? Um, like, is that possible? That is so impossible. Oh, good. Good, 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 good. And I was so, I'm like, these people are really funny. And they think so quickly on their feet. I'm not here yet. I oh, need to, I no, no. I that. mean, that was a prolific group. Well, it turns yeah, out yeah. to be pound for pound, a kind of a crazy group. Because we were a shitty group. We were renting theaters. <laughs> no one would come. We weren't successful. It's not like we were in an institution but yeah. But that's awesome. what I'm trying to tell you. Like, <laughs> it was like, you I'm saw like, it look then. At, ooh, look at this <laughs> talent. Damn. Yeah. What do you think that was, 97 ish? It was right when I first moved to LA. You had only done Time to Kill Me. Uh huh. <laughs> which, innocent, innocent, we won, we won, which were my lines in a Time to Kill. <laughs> you know, you can't really say I'd done a Time to Kill. But I had from no my confidence. perspective, oh, I, did, time, I didn't have an yeah. agent. I didn't understand how one got an agent. The fact that you've been in a movie and that movie in particular i was like Huge. oh god i need to figure out what this gal's doing like <laughs> what are they doing and tate also had tate, been he, yeah yeah i just think about that group oh i literally smile i mean it was like on a tarmac you just watch the planes take off and everybody just hit flight Aww. yeah if i recall because there was a couple different iterations of groups doing shows but as i recall it was beth mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. tate mm -hmm. brian ben falcon ben brian's falcon. roommate brian yes who yes. moved back to illinois nat faxon and of course the queen bee melissa, melissa mccarthy. mccarthy yeah and so 
I tell this story so many times. I bet in 500 episodes, I've told this story 20 times. There was no moment in this whole journey for me than watching the Academy Awards where you and Melissa were nominated mm. against each other and Nat was nominated for a screenwriting Oscar. I was like, dreams it can was come so, true. I'm not even kidding though. <laughs> we were backstage and Nat Faxon and Jim Rash were behind me. They had just won for The Descendants and I had just won for The Help. And I was sitting there like, they let us in. Can you believe it? They're going to come and show us the door here in a second. That was one of the most beautiful things about that whole time is that I got to experience it with people that I loved. Like, genuinely. Yeah, that's who you came up with. Yeah. Yeah, generally, it's like those 80s high school dramas where, like, to get cool, you got to ditch all your friends. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, the fact that you looked around and it was all your friends from the get is almost impossible. And then Tate was there, of course, Mm -hmm. to celebrate the help. Oh, my God, what a time. Yeah, like, look at everybody. Everybody is still, Still thriving. Thriving. And I love that. I love that about the group. See, that's a kind group. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Good group where everybody works on everybody's stuff. It really is wonderful. So I can't even remember any of the sketches or anything. But what I remember is, and I think I exposed Melissa when she was on for this quality. (laughs) She's a taskmaster. She's a bad motherfucker. She's running the show. You got to be here at this time. She didn't get there by accident. And also you were very, very competent. Like (laughs) you were on it. It wasn't like derelict comedians. Folks were on it. Folks were hungry. They needed to get the show done. There was two showings. No one was there for the second. You know, I just remember kind of the work ethic. Mm -hmm. And then you're just a beautiful, warm human being to be around. And I just, it was such an indelible experience to have done those shows with you. First of all, thank you for all that you said. What I noticed is the sheer amount of talent in the room. I'm like, I'm not to this level. These guys, woo, they are amazing. The writing, everything. And I knew then that I was out of my depth. Well, but really quick, if I can defend you. We were on year three of learning to write and perform comedy at the Growlings. That's not your background. You came by way of Melissa. By way of Melissa. I was watching you guys. I was a fan and it was like, this is the best. And then you're like, uh, uh, I got to do scenes and I'm not good with the sketches. So it made me, though, I'm not kidding. It made me take classes at the Groundlings. How did you know Melissa? Tate would talk about her. He would talk about all of you guys, you know, like, these are the most amazing people. They're so fun. They're so funny. And that's how I met Ben and Melissa. I go back in time. I remember going to Tate's to write sketches. Didn't know them. They're like blind dates. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, here's Mm -hmm. the members of the group. I'm meeting you and Tate for the first time. I knew everyone else. Go to Tate's house. Monica, there was not a better looking 20-something year old man in Los Angeles. I mean, he's like fucking like rugged yet beautiful. (laughs) And then I'm meeting, he's opening Especially doing comedy, that's Uh so rare. No, he had no business in comedy. I go into his apartment and he's like, you want some brisket? I was just smoking. So I'm like, what? He's like a 25-year-old guy. He's got a smoker on his fucking patio. (laughs) He's on his like ninth brisket he smoked that day. Within five minutes, I learned he went to the ATF training school, alcohol, tobacco, firearms. Oh my. To get registered to be able to shoot the large pyrotechnic fireworks you see at the city displays. Wow. Mm -hmm. So that he can throw this party that he throws every year on the 4th down (laughs) Mm -hmm. south. Yeah. And I'm like, what a mysterious man. He'd already lived in New York, had a great fall down a staircase. Yeah. Like literally was in a coma. Oh my God. He had lived many lives. He was... 
arrestingly gorgeous. Don't you think it was a little distracting? Well, not to my eyes. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Okay, so you knew I didn't know Tate was gay. I didn't know at that time. Oh, you didn't either? No. Oh, I thought maybe because you guys were so close. No. And also, how did you know him? I knew him because we worked together on A Time to Kill. Oh, wow. And okay, it all circles back. To when I lines. found out that he was moving to L.A., I was like, well, he can't move to L.A., and I'm not moving to L.A. So it's like, <laughs> I need to get a house-sitting gig. He's got a house-sitting gig. So yeah. it was this crazy, weird, fun competition because it shot down in alabama or mississippi it, mississippi, mississippi. It shot all over mississippi he's from mississippi okay and you're from alabama i'm from alabama it's shot in jackson and canton how did you even get to that point so of course i know you go to auburn you're english major journalism minor acting minor what ends you up on the time to kill set so before i went to auburn there was a movie that came to montgomery starring Sissy Spacek and Whoopi Goldberg called The Long Walk Home. And the location casting director and extras casting director would go all over the South and do films. And A Time to Kill was happening right as I was getting done with Auburn. Because you had like a local agent? Just from her, from that casting director. Oh, okay. And uh, I was like, of course I want to do it. I got down there and I was actually <laughs> about to quit. It was just so miserable. Oh. Kind of far away from the action. Because you, you wear a lot of background. Yeah, because yeah. oh. our office was so far away. They had us at like a local gym in the town. Ugh. You didn't see anything. You know, you want to be in the production office, yeah. not your own office. Oh, I'm sorry. I got confused. Yes. You were there working with the casting department. Mm -hmm. But it was the extras. I was in the extras. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. And, and so, way off campus. Way, 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 way. You heard they were making a movie in town, but you never saw it. And I'm like, I'm on the movie, but I don't see any of the movie people. <laughs> Who's even in it? <laughs> I can tell you these 300 extras. <laughs> it was so funny. But you asked Schumacher if you could. I did. I had been working for this casting director and everybody that I would meet would want me to read. You know, they would have the waitress who has a line uh -huh. or the bank teller who had a line. And this was before I knew that I was a type. There was a woman who caused the riot between the KKK and the people who wanted to free Sam Jackson's character. And I said... I want to be the woman who causes the riot. Yeah, of course. And Joel was like, no, mm -mm, your face is too sweet. You can read for Sandy's nurse. But prior to that, I had been on five sets. The directors would always say, I'd love somebody with a personality like Octavia, because you know I'm a little animated in life and art. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm here behind the scenes. And then when Joel did not ask me to read, I was kind of offended. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so like, you kind you of turned it down works? a few times. Mm -hmm. And this was the one time that nobody asked. I thought, okay, I kind of want to be in this one. And it changed the course of my life. Was it hard for you to ask? It was easy for me to ask, be because, but here's the thing. Had I not been asked before, I never would have asked. I never right. would have had that kind of, you know, well, people love me and uh, <laughs> turn them down. Why don't yeah. you love me? Yeah. I never would have had the confidence to ask. Right. Wait, yeah. why did you turn other ones down? I just felt like it would draw attention to me in a way that I wasn't ready for. I didn't wow. know if I could actually do it. If I'm being honest now, back then I thought it was like, oh, I'm being professional. 
And what if I did read and they said, no, we don't want you. How would it affect my job? I just didn't know. Oh, right, you know? Right, right, right. And then what would it entail if I did get it? There was just so much unknown. In that moment, were you kind of having fantasies of being a casting director or no? Still just wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be a producer, but I didn't know what it was called. I didn't mm-hmm. know what they did. So I wanted to work my way through the ranks and figure it out. And then I realized... What am I doing? This is hard. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> putting movies together. And so here's the beautiful thing that allowed me to know that I was on the right path. I got to know Sandy Bullock, got to know Sam Jackson, you know, because when you're working behind the scenes, you chat with people. Right. Yeah. And when I got the part, I worked the very last day of shooting and they gave me like a triple banger trailer and the whole crew oh was in on God. it. Oh. It was just kind of, it was wonderful. Oh. So that when I moved out here, Sandy was directing a short. And I knew that I was going to work behind the scenes with her extras and everything. And she had an actress fall out. And she's like, Octavia, you can do the role. So I was like, oh, okay. So now I have a little more confidence. But wait, wait, it gets better. I work on that project with her. The DP of the project was working on a Disney movie. And he said, Octavia, you should read for this role in this Disney movie. So I went from asking... And receiving the part, being celebrated in the part by my crew and my wonderful cast, still have a relationship with Sam, still have a relationship with Sandy. And then from Sandy, I got my tape. She cut a scene that Matthew and I were in, and then I had a time to kill. When I read for that part in the Disney movie, the DP was actually best friends with the casting director. The casting director was like, I know a person that can do her deal for her. And I thought I didn't get the part, but months later, they're like, oh, yeah, you got the part. And this person's going to be your agent. It felt very divinely ordered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I don't know how to get an agent. It took me six years. It's a tough, tough thing. Oh, it's it's brutal. When you just arrive, you're like, okay, what's next? Exactly. And the mail outs. Oh, my God, I'm laughing to this day. I thought, well, I don't need headshots. There was like this crazy picture and I thought I looked good in it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was ridiculous. I wish I could find in a box somewhere the pictures that I tried to mail out. Yes. Octavia, I'd say one of my like peak moments of embarrassment and self-reflection is that even when I was in the Sunday company, I was like, this is a racket, this fucking headshot thing. Mm-hmm. I've got a timer on my camera. I'm going to go pop off a beautiful photo of myself. Caitlin Olsen used to make fun of me hourly about it. You look at that wall. Everyone's got a beautiful headshot. I'm in front of a cinder block wall that I found outside. Direct light, big shadow behind my head. And that's my headshot. I mean, what a knucklehead. No wonder I couldn't get a fucking agent. It's crazy because you just think, it's just a picture. I'm always a two on high alert for a scam. I'm like, you paid this dude what? And then you found out they own the film. And then you got to call them and order one every time you want one. I'm like, well, give me that film. Exactly. I did it once. I'm like, this is a racket. Well, then I started befriending people who could actually take pictures. Uh So I I never had to pay for one. I never gave up my day job. I would work in people's casting offices and people's commercial agency offices and, you know, just trading hours. There were photographers that were connected to those places. Because when I tell you that my hair, like my hair right (laughs) now, looks quaffed compared to what it was in in that picture. I'm thinking, oh my God, I sent those pictures out. And I was so green (laughs) on A Time to Kill. I remember looking at the agent list 
of all the actors, and they all were represented by Ka. And I said <laughs> one day, I said, I think I'm going to have to look into that Ka. Oh, C-A-A. <laughs> Ka. They seem kind of dominant. Ka. Ka. They must be kind of good. Ka. Also, a weird way to spell Ka. I would have guessed it would be with a K or something. It never even <laughs> dawned on me. Yeah, I think I'm, yeah, I'm going to, Ka's going to have to be my agent. <laughs> so, so what capacity was Tate working on A Time to Kill? Tate was the production office PA. Oh. And I was the extras cast. PA, I literally was like, I used to have fun on sets. This isn't even fun. And it was our three-week prep, getting yeah. all the, because it was a period film. Everybody had to come and get costumed and everything. So I, we weren't in the brain center, you know, that's the production office where you meet all the personalities, yeah. actors, crew people. I was about to let my boss know that I was going to quit and they were starting to shoot on Monday. This was Friday and I was going to give her a two-week notice and in walks Tate to give us our call sheet. Okay. And he was gorgeous oh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> and funny. I'm like, where have you been? And he was like, oh, well, you're hanging with the wrong people. And then we he started He had you at a pig roast in about yes. two minutes. And, <laughs> well, the other thing, he built a home. Like, he really is one of those tactile people. Yeah. He, oh, he's so competent with his hands. He could build shit. And he built a home. And he's like, you got to come on the lake and I got to show you around. He had a group of us, PAs and Fine. people, uh -huh. hanging out at the house that he built. It was so much fun. And then I thought, well- and how this old were y'all? Like 23? 22, 23. Yeah, right after college would have been. Yeah. Right? Also, are you with CAA? <laughs> Look at that. I love it. It was, it was a long way to get you, there. You got to But call. I got there and I started laughing. I was like, oh my God, I met Ka. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I mean, that is willing. It. it really was divine. It's kind of funny. Two things are insane, really. Talk about the course your life takes and how unpredictable it is. Like, A... There was a nice rash of films being made in the South during that period. Yes. That's really mm -hmm. hit or miss. There's periods where there are and there's periods around. I mean, the fact that you'd already been on five is mm -hmm. kind of crazy. And then that fact that Time to Kill was there as well. I worked with Macaulay Culkin. There was a movie called Richie Rich. I yeah. love Richie Rich. And they Rich. filmed at the Biltmore <laughs> oh, Mansion. And I was behind in the North scenes Carolina? in North Carolina. And I was on the extras team. A few of the kids that were in the group, they were the actors, and then we had their doubles. So we were in charge of their doubles, and they all became friends with their doubles, Aww. you know? And it was like, oh, okay, I got to wrangle these kids. So I knew a lot of the child actors, Brad Renfro oh, and yeah. Rachel Lee Cook. Oh, what was the name gosh. of that movie? Tom and Huck with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh. And I loved every aspect of working with extras because they were like me. They had no idea at first how films were made, so they were excited yeah. to be there. And then they're like, all we're doing is the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So what I would do, because all of them wanted pictures with actors, which you couldn't do. So I figured out a way to make the job fun for them. I would get these certificates. I don't know how I was able to do it, but I would get all the actors to sign them. And then in extras holding, we would have talent contests. The big 10 people who won would walk away with the certificate. That's oh, so that's lovely. Fun. Yeah, it was fun. Okay, back to Sam Jackson. Mm -hmm. I have like three major misfires in my life, he being one of them. Uh oh, oh. <laughs> oh boy, what happened? I don't really blame myself. I might have just <laughs> caught him on a. It was, I think, my first movie without a paddle. And then I get home from this movie and they say, okay, you're going to go to this thing called Show West. Have you ever been Ooh, to one of these? I have. I don't even know if they do There's these no anymore. context for Show West. No. Yeah. First time I'm hearing about it. So they go, okay, you're going to fly to Las Vegas. This show is for exhibitors. And all the studios put on these big panels and in these huge auditoriums. And then they try to get the exhibitors to get interested in the upcoming slate. Mm -hmm. So you're going to go there and be on a panel. 
which was so thrilling. Again, my mm -hmm. first movie, and they send you on a private plane to Las yes. Vegas. And on the private plane was Samuel Jackson. I'm a, just a huge fan of his. And I had read that he was sober. And I was newly sober. So I went up to him and I was just so excited. And I was like, listen, I just wanted to say, you're one of the people that I look at you and I think, God, well, that guy's as cool as it gets. And that's sober. There's no problem. Like I really oh, earnest, like you're kind of a <laughs> North hero. star of like being cool and sober. You can still be cool. And he's just like, oh, yeah. Right. And he's like, I'm not sober. <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? Get me the fuck away from this fucking nerd. <laughs> Let's make sure that nerd's at the back of the plane. <laughs> oh, my God. My imagination as I was approaching him after I deliver this news to him, like we're going to be chatting on the plane. I don't even know. He's an AA, but he's gonna be my sponsor. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh my god! You know what? You don't know him, but that was his way of going. Hold up, man! What you know? <laughs> and then the next thing, he turned it on, and it's. I didn't get the humor. second gear. Yeah, yeah he didn't stick gear. around for him. I think he ran before yeah. he, he allowed Sam to. You know, I'm now 48. He was probably 48 at the time. I'm mm. guessing something like that. And this 29-year-old kid comes to me, he's way too excited. And I just, I don't want to go to Show West. I'm trying to get there. And I'd probably be nice. But who knows? And you're like, can mm -hmm. you believe we're going to Show West? <laughs> and what did they show us? Show West. <laughs> what are we going to see? Show West is different, though. It's so different. Do they still have it? It was a couple of years ago that I was there for something. It's so interesting because... There's no context for it when they're saying, you're going to go to this thing. Well, what do we do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When we go <laughs> when out there. We arrive. <laughs> well, what do we do? Because you say Vegas to me, and I'm like, I'm on the penny slots. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. on the damn penny slots. <laughs> we went for the help the first time. You just walk out on the stage, and it's like a bunch of people, and it's all dark, and we hadn't really done any press. Yeah. So you feel very new, and people are like, here they are. <laughs> We're out there for maybe 45 seconds. Did Take they then back. put you on the tables on a stage with all the other actors? No. We were presented... Like a new car. Like a, Here's the yeah. new Buick. And let me take that back. We were out there longer, but because nobody knew me or anything, there were no questions directed at me, and it was like, oh, we're done. <laughs> you know? So we might have been out there for maybe two minutes or wow. so. It was pretty funny. Now I'm swirling about this experience. It was incredible, because on the stage for us, they put us all on stage with everything Paramount was releasing in 2004. For. Oh, oh my god. Mm -mm. So again, it's Matthew Lillard, Seth Green, <laughs> me. No one gives no. a fuck. Who are these guys on stage? <laughs> but on the same Meryl Street. Oh um, yeah, Jim Carrey is like six people dude. down. Burt Reynolds has joined us. He's in the movie. And so, of course, they're not gonna ask me a question, but you know me. They asked Bert a question. <laughs> Bert kind of ran out of steam, and I just grabbed that microphone, and I started letting it rip. Started oh letting God. it rip. Got all my good Burt Reynolds material out. I did okay, I got to say. It was okay. The audience was really rough. It's all these, like, fat cat kind of big guys with cigars. Oh, Tina Fey was out there. We had Mean Girls out there. Oh, we, had, we had Lindsay God. Lohan. That's the Lollapalooza. That's exciting, oh. yeah. And you're watching the trailers, and I'm a film fan. If I'm these exhibitors, I'm like, I'll take all of them. Like, they all look great. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now, this is the most amazing part. The audience was really asleep. And Jim Carrey starts being Jim Carrey, and they're kind of not really clicking into gear <laughs> and he's going and going and going and then all of a sudden he gets out of his chair and he stands on the table and he's got the microphone and he's like you will laugh at me <laughs> oh 
You will laugh at me! And he starts going berserk. And all of a sudden, these 2,000 fat cats choke on their cigars. They start dying laughing. And I was like, well, that's a fucking force of nature. Like, these 2,000 people were in a power struggle with him. And he's like, no, motherfuckers. I am way more powerful than all of you. It was incredible. I got on that plane trying to talk to Sam Jackson. (laughs) Got deflated a little bit. If he was in that line, then you grab the mic. He's like, oh, this guy. No, this is a sober guy. He's been sober three weeks. He wants to hang out with me. <laughs> I relapsed on that publicity tour. Oh, no. I cannot. Oh, my God. Well, you didn't have him as a sponsor. I mean, that's why. Yeah, he could have saved me one last go around. Yeah. You know what I had to learn? Talk about relapsing. For me, it was the chips. You go into a hotel oh. room, and they're like, here are the chips. Yeah. And I finally had to, <laughs> I finally had to say, look, guys, make sure there's no chips. Yeah. And we went places all over the world, which I'd never done. And right. I was like, what kind of chips did they exciting. have? So I'm like, you gotta clear out that bar. I don't wanna see chips. I don't wanna see cookies. I wanna see if I see a Snickers if up I there. See anything, because it's always the giant king size Snickers, you gotta clean that out. That was my first experience traveling like a rich person. Me too. Because it was me, Viola, and Emma, and we went around the world to different you did. we did the whole world tour we were on the plane that they used to take Johnny Depp and his team for Pirates of the Caribbean oh my i know that we all have pictures and they do this thing where they roll the red carpet down when we got off that plane they had all these mercedes parked oh. At this angle, and I'm like, "Well, who are they picking up?" Yeah, the queen. Yeah, I was like, "Wow, this is bananas." They have to really make sure that you are treated well because you're not being paid to do all that press. Yeah, and they they make it very painless. Oh, very painless. They spoil you. You check into the hotel. You don't put a credit card down. That's Go why you crazy. buy the Snickers. That's, That's why, why you eat all the Snickers and the chips. You have to make sure that yeah. stuff is out of the room. Oh, I was eating room service when I was already <laughs> stuffed. I'm like, this might be my last time. I'm like, this is incredible. <laughs> it's the best. Always had a sweet. I couldn't believe it. And yeah. also, Matthew Lillard was savvy. He'd already been in a bunch of movies, right? So they basically said, we want you to do 13 cities in 15 days. Or maybe they Ooh. said 10, and we said, okay. Then they said, we want you to do 13. And he said, we'll do it if you give us the jet. I'm like, what is he saying? Like, they're going to fire us from this movie. And they fucking gave us the jet. And we were just zipping around the it's country. Amazing. Oh, it's what a, amazing. Oh, what a time. Wow. I was smoking cigarettes on the plane because you could back then. I know, but the irony is now you just be like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, nothing's <laughs> worth just, 13 nothing cities. Worth that. <laughs> and the other thing is, thank God you like your other castmates, right? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you're together a lot. We never had that problem of cast not getting along. It was like whenever we had junkets, they always knew when it was time to change rooms because the minute the doors opened, it was like, ah, And the door's closed. (laughs) That's nice. So it was you, Viola, Emma. On the press tour. And then when we were in LA or New York, Bryce would be there or Tate was always there. We had so much fun. Yeah, if we had to say one section was the most fun, is that it? Just as far as like this insane experience we both had coming from small towns and then being on a private jet with movie stars and <laughs> Movie tips. stars who didn't see themselves as movie stars. Yes. You know, yeah. we were all pinching ourselves and our teams, you know, our makeup and hair. There were a bunch of us on the plane and we just 
laughed. We were doing this thing where we would walk around because I guess when you're <laughs> extremely famous, you become English. <laughs> 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 darling, darling. It was really We just fun. landed at Teterboro. Uh, yes, honey. Would you, would you please? <laughs> My character, I called her Lovey. From Lovey Thurston Howell. Howell. Yeah. Lovey. Lovey. Where's the airplane, Lovey? Where are all the chips, Lovey? I need ham, darling. You see the ham? <laughs> they had all this ham. <laughs> ham offerings? Ham. It was a great time. Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert if you dare. We are supported by BetterHelp. It feels like a lot has happened this year. It's barely even summer. We went to India for By George. We sure did. Lots to process already. Yeah, but even with so much going on, it's important to slow down. Take a minute to reflect on yourself and make adjustments. And if you need a little help with that, I can't recommend therapy enough. We are both in therapy. We are. We proselytize all the time. Talk about it every day. Couldn't function without it. If you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient and flexible. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Plus, you can switch therapists whenever for no additional charge. So take a moment for yourself. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DAX today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Dax. Okay, when did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Well, let's just say I'm a weirdo and I want to be messy and see what you're up to, like who you're hanging with. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. I knew you did that. (laughs) No, I did not do that. (laughs) I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends and then use that money any place Apple Pay is accepted. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Monica, please keep it in the chat. (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC, terms apply. We are supported by Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Mm. Myrtle Beach, I have so much nostalgia. Me too. I did a spring break in Myrtle Beach. Yes. Did you guys used to go there from Georgia? Yeah. It Mm. was a very common beach destination. Long sun-drenched days, live music every night, and 60 miles of uninterrupted coastline to enjoy. The beach truly is where your best self comes out. Combine that with the irresistible aroma of fresh seafood, southern classics, and local low country cuisine from over 2,000 restaurants, and you've got yourself the perfect vacation. You belong at the beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. That's visitmyrtlebeach.com. I've never met that Emma Gallus. She's so fun. She seems really fun. She's very grounded and just kind. I mean, just again, uh, kind. Might be a murderer. You might get hint of murder because it's (laughs) kind, but it's not a nice, it's real kind. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing is when you saw Emma, you thought she was 14. Right. When I first met her, I'm like, wow, this child is 14 years old. (laughs) She's hanging around these old broads. All of us are old. She really was so grounded. That whole group, though. Viola was already a legend for you, yeah? Yes, she was. My thing was Burt Reynolds was in that movie. For me, my first... I know this isn't your first, but I was trying to really play it cool. But boy, I was at his trailer every fucking day to have lunch. <laughs> like, how do you, how did you work your way into the fold oh of God. viola? Well, kind of very similarly. You know? <laughs> but there were blocks that I wasn't working. I got a bunch of books because this is what I did for extras casting. 
listen to this foresight. I thought, we will never get this group together again, these actors or this experience. So I would go on days that I wasn't working and get everybody to sign the books. All the department heads, mm. all the actors. Like a and memory book? Like a copy of The Help. And you had to sign 100 books. Yeah. But yeah. you would get, look, <laughs> you got your two. Yeah. And look, though, how everybody's career, they were already doing well, like superstar. Yeah. So everybody has a book that the whole cast signed. Oh, I love yeah. that you treat these like camp, even for the certificates. I love being on sets where there is that family element. Here's a tasty question. Those experiences, when you're not number one on the call sheet, they have this real innocence and sweetness and earnestness to them. And it makes it really fun. You feel very grateful and very lucky. The experience can be a little dangerous when you transition. It does. It's very different for me because the pressures change. It's very different, especially when I'm on my series because I am number one and I'm an executive producer. So... I don't get to go up to the set on my days off because the last thing you want to be is on set on your days off. Yeah. You're working yeah. four or so five days a week. Exactly. And the responsibility is different. Even your relationship with the cast members, because you're so integral and truth be told, and maybe everyone's perfect, but your co-stars are also people now that have to deliver. Like when you're in the help, you're not really thinking about whether Viola or Emma's crushing, probably. Right, You're assuming right. they are, but you just have a different set of glasses on. Yeah, you do. And that is one of the things that I want my crew to always know. When I'm on set, because you know, for me, a short day is a complete turnaround 12-hour day, because that means it's really like an 11-hour, 10-hour day of shooting. To me, the best way to have that familial feeling is to show up, be prepared, make sure that the day is moving. Yeah. Yeah. And then reward your crew. Make sure you have a treat truck for them every week and make sure you run the bucket. You're in the raffle bucket every week. How much you putting in there? Tell people about the bucket. So $5 sure Fridays, of, yeah. mm -hmm. generally on a film crew or television crew, on Fridays, everyone in the crew drops five bucks in this five gallon bucket with their name on it or a department name on it. And then someone's appointed to pull it at the end of the day. But then folks up at the top, we should pop a little more than $5 mm -hmm. in there. What's the craziest you've ever gone? Well, and it's only on my TV show set because your crew is there with you. They're your family. They're yeah, your family. Yeah. So we raise like $30,000, $40,000. Yeah, girl. And we make sure like the last day, because by that time you're on your six day weeks, you're being dragged across the finish Divorces line. have happened. Yeah, you know, like I'm just leaving you. <laughs> the hysterical cries and laughter like within 30 seconds. Everybody's exhausted. Yeah. So we do that, the big, 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 big bucket. Big shebang. Yeah. Where do you shoot it? We shoot it on the Paramount lot. Oh, you do? Mm -hmm. Right down we the road. It. I was watching it last night, and it's set in the Bay Area, mm -hmm. right? And it's yeah. very convincing. They do a wonderful job. Yeah. But you guys shot job. on Paramount, right? I've never shot at Paramount. Wait, where'd you shoot? Universal. Universal. Uh, oh, for Parenthood? Yeah. Parenthood, Parent Mount. Oh, got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got it. But that was also Bay Area-ish, right? It was. It okay, was yeah, yeah. supposed to be like Marin County. Okay. I think what happens is 
you go from a child to the parent. Mm -hmm. It's squarely on your shoulders. If you are the number one, if you're not prepared, if you're not ready. So when you're number one, your weekends are, you're learning lines. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your life changes. For me, it definitely, definitely changed. How many months a year does that take up? We kind of figured it out this last season where we did blocks. To Shooting two. two at once. That's the biggest it's hack of, of television. It's delicious. Oh, we did most of Parenthood that way. And it just made your life Doesn't so much. It? You could plan your life. Because you now your schedule's for three weeks mm-hmm. instead of eight, ten days. Exactly. And that's the thing, the quality of life. Plan your mm-hmm. life. You know that you're going to have time to, if you're a parent, go to some function. You can yeah. commit to some stuff. You can commit. Yeah. If you're not, it's family time. It's downtime. It's scheduling your doctor's appointments. Yeah. You know, because when you're on set, when you're number one, it's a lot. So it was like four months this last time, but prior it would be five months. The schedule was so pristine. And not only are they accounting for my schedule, they're accounting for Gabrielle. You know, we just had season. her, by the way. She's the best. Love. What a her. bad motherfucker. <laughs> Listen, we have the same work ethic. Let's come in, let's get the job done, let's get out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And show up prepared, do your work, contribute artistically. But also, it's a business. Let's there get needs out. to be yeah. a code for this, right? Because my wife's the same way. I'm the same way, which is. I'll work my ass off. I'm going to show up so that take one's good. Take two is probably the one you're going to use. Mm-hmm. And take three is fine, too. That's all we need. Yeah. If you're here to explore, <laughs> experiment, that's great. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> and if I didn't show up prepared, you needed to take me 10 takes. But there needs to be code in this business. Like, you check a box. Like, this is how I want to work. I want to show up and blast it one, two, and three, and then move. And I want to shoot with a few cameras and then move. Because the stuff's great for mm-hmm. people that work like that. Well, you know who works like that? Ooh. Spielberg. You know who works like oh. that? Clint Eastwood. You know, right. when you hear about their sets. Soderbergh. Uh, yeah, Soderbergh. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's because they know when they see it that they got it. That's the thing. They know what they want. So when they see it, they can move on. A lot of directors, especially in TV, you get a lot of guest directors. And some of them are newer. And I get it. They're trying to make a mark and all that. But they're waiting to find out if some miracle happens in front of them. Uh -uh. And let me just tell you who doesn't do that. Mama doesn't do that. You and Kristen should get on a show together. She's actually more of a first AD than she is an actor at this point. That's me. That's me. It's like, oh, how long is our setup? I don't leave set. I go to the bathroom and I sit in my little room with my team. And then I'm checking that clock. How long is the setup going to be? My crew depends on that. My other producers. Oh, they thank you for it. Yeah, they're so grateful for it. It's like, no, we don't want to languish. And that's why you want directors, you want them running those cameras so that they're getting that wide shot. They're getting that little extra something that they're trying to find the start. Get the zhuzh. Yeah. But I'm like, honey, what's going on here? It takes people like you and me to make sure that people who are putting $125 million budgets together, they stay on track. You don't have- Also, if you and I are on set for 11, other people are there for 13. Yeah, exactly. The people who have to do the glams, they literally are there an hour before us. Hair, makeup, I don't care if it's a period piece, we've gotten it down to a science. It takes me 30 minutes. There we go. Because they don't, you don't get that time back. There's some people who want to be in the chair and want facials. Yeah, they want to feel And they they want you to blow the hair out. Yeah, like, I'm like, uh uh-uh, honey, I can do all that at home. You and Kristen uh, <laughs> have to do something together. I want to. I can't tell you how many times I've heard her yell in the middle of the scene, why aren't we block shooting this? <laughs> like, it's occurred to her, we could be picking up scenes five and 13 right now. I appreciate all of those mom and pop 
times as an actor. But when you graduate, yeah. you have yeah, to yeah. take on that responsibility. Okay, but do we long? Because I also want for you to recapture it. I want you to go sign up in something that you're number four. Oh, that's what just happened for me on oh, Spirited. Great. Ryan and Will, honey, they carried the weight. <laughs> yeah. I would show up and eat the craft services. <laughs> you're getting everyone to sign books oh again. <laughs> I would show up and eat the craft services. And you don't care if they lose a day. You, know you don't what care I mean? if they go over. But here's the thing. They are taskmasters too. And the other thing, Ryan was driving home on Friday nights. We were filming in Boston and he would drive to New York. Oh, Get out. Wow. Yeah, he was dad. Oh and when God. you see that, you know, it's like, no, we have kids. We yeah. have family. You're like a hot dude magnet because he too. What a female. Mm, I know. Mm. You Would know, you? it's hard being me. Yeah. I, I, I am a hot dude he's like magnet. A, he's like a Tate Taylor himself, <laughs> he isn't is he? He is a Tate Taylor himself. Yeah. Mr. Gorgeous. And then fucking kind as hell. Very kind. Yeah, what a dick. It's <laughs> kind, <laughs> you know. And then you have Will, oh, you know, who's kind. A unicorn. Yeah. You want to know how easy it was to play opposite him and be his love interest. Because you walk in and he looks at you you're like, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. I'll die for you. I'll give you a limb. <laughs> you know, he just, he really is. So yeah. when you're around that, you soak it up. Okay. Back to tape. <laughs> Circling back. Because I left this hanging and it felt weird for me to just say, like, I didn't know he was gay. Oh, yeah. No. I'm in his apartment. He's smoking meat. He's a pyrotechnic. He's an 11. I'm like, where are all the girls? <laughs> right. That they should be flocking one. here. You know, I'm such a cynical bastard. I'm like, where <laughs> are the girls? I know there's a line of them outside this house. And there were. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I bet. There yeah. were. What is going on? He is easy to love, Tate oh, Taylor. Oh, so lovable. Okay, so that's a really fun story. I know a lot of people know, but I do think it's worth telling. So you also knew the author of The Health. I met her through Tate. I met a lot of people through Tate. He really is the connective tissue for a lot of social groups. And it's funny because we traveled more when we had no money. We had more time than we yeah. had money. Yeah. And now when you have more money than time, you know, you don't travel. But our little group traveled and we were in New Orleans the first time I met Catherine. I don't know why I decided. It was August. I was going to do a diet. I'm like, I can't go down there and eat biscuits <laughs> and jam. And New Orleans is a hard spot. Butter. And we're walking around. Tate was showing us the city and it was the first time. Is that what they are? Beignets. They're coming up. Yeah. Oh, gumball. You hear me? <laughs> That's it's not, not the place. The, it's no. not. It was no. dumb. Yeah. And so, it's like but, going but, to the, the Playboy it, Mansion to stop cheating on your wife. Okay. <laughs> Now's the time. <laughs> Self-control. But my life would have been different had I not. Because she was writing the help, jotting down her what outline. Was this really quick? It had to be five, six years into me living in L.A. So maybe 2002. You moved in 97? I drove across state lines January First, 1996. Oh, okay. We got here at the exact same time. I moved to Santa Barbara in 95, January 2nd, my birthday. One year later, I was moving into Santa Monica, 96. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow, that is crazy. That wow. is meant to be, though. Yeah. To make a long story short, if you've never been to Mississippi or the South in the summer, the heat is oppressive. No, it's oh, not. It is tenable. oppressive. Yeah. They didn't have to fake any of the sweaty scenes. Yeah, and it I was a hundred, but the humidity made it a hundred and ten. So yeah. I'm jumping around. I remember all of the women who were the maids 
we just would walk to lunch and everything in our slips. Remember that time that slip dresses were a thing? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But we were in like hose and all that. And I, you don't get to see these arms unless you buy me dinner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I said, you know what? I'm going to be in the slips too. It was too hot not to. So we're in our underwear walking around. It was so hot. But before that, when I met Catherine, I was so hangry. I was just like, where are we going? Yeah. You know? I'm tired of all this walking, you know, because it was the heat. And she modeled some of those characteristics, Minnie's hatefulness, off of me because I was on a diet. I was on a diet yeah. on that one. It was that one time we met. We hadn't really spent that much she time She got together. an interesting version of you. She got a very oh, interesting wow. version. Yeah. The hangry version. That's and hilarious. She and Tate. They were childhood friends. They were kindergarten. No kidding. Yeah. Okay, because in my opinion, this is a story of twofold loyalty and strength of character. So she, as I understand the story, I have not seen Tate since we performed 30 years oh. ago. But my understanding is she promised him, I'm going to let you write and direct this book she had written, which mm -hmm. was at that point a hit. Mm -hmm. And you had already done the audio book. And then Tate's also promising you, you're going to play this. All of that's right. Brunson Green, who was one of the producers of The Help, optioned the book. Now, here's the thing, because Kitty had promised Tate that he was going to get to do it. So that meant when they were selling the film rights, everybody in Ooh. town wanted that book. Of course. And she stayed loyal to her friend. See, that's impossible right that there. Is. And she probably got significantly less money for it oh. because he was attached to it. <laughs> I don't know any of that, but I imagine. Do you know the famous Sylvester Stallone story about Rocky? No. So Sylvester Stallone wrote the first Rocky and... There was a bidding war. Everyone wanted the script. He said, I'm also going to direct it. He turned down, and this is in 1975, he turned down $1 million for the oh script in order to stay attached as a director. He never directed anything. And he got nothing for the script. He directs it. It's nominated for it's Best Rocky. Picture. It's yeah. my favorite movie. <laughs> oh, what a fucking... Do, do, wow. do, 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 do. So... I'm sure she took a hit. I bet. I mean, that's a lot of baggage to take on. Because Tate at that point had maybe made some shorts and stuff, but no feature. He had done a feature, which is where, this is what's funny, it's where we actually got the manuscript. Catherine Suckett had said to me when I met her, and this is the other thing, you can't ever blow people off because I was an English major, and the last thing I want to do is read somebody's terrible book. Oh, and yeah. she said, I wrote a book. And it was like, okay. <laughs> Cool, when she said, I remember when I met her, I'm an author, I write books. I was like, okay, good, honey, good. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you keep know? writing away and from the, me. <laughs> that was my Sam Jackson. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> when she'd finished it, we were filming a movie called Pretty Ugly People and the Glacier National Park. And we were freezing and we're sitting out looking all over, trying to stay warm. And Catherine said, well, I finished my book. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I remember you said you'd read it. I was like, Damn it. Oh, you know, because uh, yeah. then if it's good or bad, you know, you yeah. gotta, and you don't wanna lie to somebody. And so I was supposed to go to a bachelorette party, and it was weather like this. And I said, I'm gonna it's run rainy. into Catherine this weekend. I need to at least read this book. When I got the manuscript, uh -oh. it was like a phone book. Uh -oh. oh my God. And I was like, oh God. Okay. So <laughs> I sat down and I read chapter one. I was like, okay. There was a dialect. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this dialect. Let me keep reading. And the next thing I know, I just can't put the book down. I finished it in one sitting. Wow. And I mourned those characters. Yeah. And so 
I thought, well, okay, I'm glad to talk to her about this book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, it yeah. was fantastic. Oh. Wow. So, so she stays completely loyal to Tate, which is a testament to Tate. You don't learn till later. I've learned this from you in an interview today. Tate has to battle for you a little bit. Mm -hmm. And imagine now, you just had Jennifer Hudson win the Oscar. Yeah. You just had Queen Latifah nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. You just had Monique. You had all yeah. of these box office names that you got to think the studio was salivating oh, yeah. to yes. have one of those names. Can you imagine this conversation? We're really thinking of Octavia Spencer. Not only do you have this part. director you don't want, uh, mm -hmm. and he's, now he's bringing, trying to, he's he's bringing to all his buddies. Yeah. <laughs> trying to bring somebody that we don't even know. You know what got me the part? I auditioned, but that book on tape, another yeah. thing that kind of was happening. You probably did it as a little bit of a favor. I did it as a favor. Yeah. Because um, you're dyslexic? Yeah. Me too. Catherine wanted me, and I went on her book tour, and it was so fun. I read aloud. But you know what, though? It was a performance, because I got to put it together and put my pages together. You, you had know? a lot of time with that character. I had a lot of time. Yeah, you had and a little leg up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, character. you were on a diet. You invented her. You know? <laughs> yeah. What's you up? Just walking around. You should have dieted during the whole <laughs> audition process. Oh, in my God. <laughs> but here's what I did do. I worked behind the scenes in casting, reading with the other actresses. And because you're like helping your buddy I'm Tate helping, as well, right? Exactly. Yeah. I'm reading behind the scenes. And that's where I fell in love with Jessica Chastain. Uh, you know, her movies hadn't come out yet. Get out. And all of her movies came out right around the same time. It as was the like help. the first thing the you wave saw. Of, oh, my God. The yeah. wave of Jessica. I'm a disciple Me of hers. Too. After watching the religious one. What was oh, it? Eyes of Tammy Faye. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. like, this person is on another planet. Pretty dang special, that one. Oh, I get chills Pretty thinking about special. it. Okay, so I need to add for everyone, at this point, you've already done every TV show. It's not like you haven't been acting. You were on fire. You were in a ton of movies. Mm -hmm. You were in a ton of TV. You're recurring on Mom. Mm -hmm. You're fine. You're making a living, and you're living the life of an actor. But, boy, what a fucking 180 this event is it is an event and people say well the academy award changed your career it did but i had to have a part getting the role first led how to about that. the timing so mm -hmm. i as a longtime friend and fan of melissa mccarthy similar thing i'm watching her she's doing great she's on tv shows for years but i'm going Y'all are missing out. She's the aforementioned Jim Carrey. Mm -hmm. She's like a force of nature. Force I've seen nature. this woman control audiences the way I've never seen a human before. So I'm kind of like, this is bittersweet that she's working and doing well because everyone's missing out on this. What are the fucking odds that both of you in the same year have your moment to show what y'all got? It's insane. It was so much fun, though, because we saw each other at every function. It felt like old home. If you're going to do it yes. and, and be initiated into this club that, you know, it's hard to be a part of, you want to go through it with family. Yeah. And we had so much fun because you, you go things. to all of the things. Yeah, you the want things. a BAFTA, you want a Golden Globe, you want an Academy Award. You want all three of those, right? Yes, I did. Damn. Yeah, that yeah, role was that undeniable. Was it was no, you were undeniable. <laughs> yeah, you were. That role doesn't necessarily get nominated. That's you. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, I thank mean, it's you. a nice combination. of It's a great role, but I mean, it's you. There's something undeniable about it. I am 
forever grateful, but every single brick was laid in a way that was unique to me because you just don't have that kind of story. Yeah. And you can't even, this is what's so wild about life and reflection and you and I are getting older. Like we've been here 27 years. That's fucking weird. It looks like it makes sense in the rearview mirror Mm -hmm. a bit, Mm -hmm. but it just doesn't. It doesn't. I don't want to say people ask me for advice all the time, but occasionally they ask me for advice. And basically I got nothing to say. But the one thing I'll say is just do everything. Is it the fucking trip to New Orleans on a diet Mm -hmm. that's going (laughs) to put you on the stage at the academy? No one You can't know. It's kind of, we had this amazing psychiatrist, Phil Stutz, on the other day. And it's like, there's this is a principle of throwing things into the universe. And then they just got bouncing back to you. Not in the way you wanted, but the action creates more action. You're doing a fucking stupid comedy show. You're not even in comedy. You know, all these people, you know, you just don't know. (laughs) You don't know. And the other thing is going back to that comedy show to recognize other people's talent and to recognize what other people have to contribute. Think about your career on paper. It's confusing, right? If somebody had told you this was going to lead to this, going to lead to this, going to lead to this. And you're going to end up in radio. (laughs) That's going to be the most fulfilling thing you end up doing. I'm like, what? No, I ain't trying to be on radio. (laughs) What are you talking about? Okay, this is a cynical side of it. I shouldn't even say this, but I'm going to say it to you. So that Academy Awards was probably the coolest moment watching that one. I mean, truly. But then on the backside of it, I was also like, well, wait, they're normal people. <laughs> like, I know them. They were if broke. Any, they're opening the door for it. <laughs> well, I know. I just, it did disillusion it, not in a negative mm-hmm. way. Just, oh, all those people I watched on that screen that seemed like they were from a different planet mm-hmm. and galaxy. No, everyone's normal, I guess. That's what I love yeah. about it, though, because it means that it's attainable for Exactly, you know, and that's what I liked about it. That's what I loved about Viola being nominated for Doubt. But she's also studied and accomplished. She's intimidating. I sat next to her flying to Upfronts, another bizarre thing they make people do. (laughs) Okay, yeah, Upfronts is very different. It's kind of like Show West or whatever the fuck I said it was called. But yeah, you go out and now you go in front of... Advertisers, advertisers who buy spots on network television shows and you just same thing you're there with everybody so i will say the funnest part of upfronts is the lounge at the airport and then the flight generally because you're seeing all these people you know that are on tv it's yeah. exciting and then just luck of the drum sit next to viola davis and i was just like this is a regal woman dax mind your p's and q's this isn't the time for any big swings that's always what you say right before you then continue forward. Aim, aim yeah. for the upper deck. <laughs> She's got a power. She is definitely a serious person, definitely regal, definitely has a gravitas. And then when you're talking about life and fun things, she's fun and funny and you're yeah. like laughing hysterically. So I can't wait for her to do a comedy so that people can yeah. see that side of her because she's brilliant in every aspect. Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert if you dare. We are supported by Ollie. I love Ollie. Yeah, they're delicious, aren't they? Yeah, it's kind of annoying because I want to eat more. Yeah, well, yes, that is the only downside of Ollie's. You want to eat the whole jar. Now, as you all know, I have kids, and that means it's always about them. But look, I need some support too, and that's where Ollie comes in. My mom uses Ollie. 
She does. Yeah, and she has it out on the kitchen table so she won't forget. Oh, sure. So it's like a permanent decoration. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in the same way, my Ollie sleep aid is on the nightstand next to my bed. So it too is a permanent There you go. So this year I'm doing wellness on my own terms and so can you with delicious vitamins and supplements from Ollie. Go to ollie.com, O-L-L-Y.com to discover the sleep, mood, and multivitamin supplements we take every day and get 15% off your first order by using the code SPOTIFY15. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We are supported by Viator. Now, Monica, I'm going to Lisbon. Uh, so exciting. And I'm going to use Viator because, you know, I can book a tuk-tuk tour of the city on Viator. Yeah, I feel like you can look up even other fun things you guys can do together. Yeah, absolutely. That is where you go to find an experience while you're traveling. Because no matter where you're traveling or what you're interested in, Viator can help you plan better travel experiences. With over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, means you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Enjoy real travel reviews to get inside information from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. Plus, Viator offers 24-7 customer service so you know you'll get the support at any hour if things aren't going as planned. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking. Find travel experiences for you and do more with Viator. We are supported by Rocket Money. Now, if anyone has listened to more than two episodes of this show, I bet you would know that I can't stand subscription. And I think my they primary- They get away from us. They do. Yeah. My primary complaint about subscriptions is I forget that I have them. I don't even use them anymore. And then quitting them is nearly impossible. It really is. <laughs> now, this is where Rocket Money comes in. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, you have full control over your subscriptions and a clear view of expenses. You can see all your subscriptions in one place and see if there's something you don't want. Rocket Money can help you cancel it within a few taps. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for you. Yeah, this is wonderful. By 20%. 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you. What a blessing. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash DAX. That's rocketmoney.com slash DAX. Rocketmoney.com slash DAX. I read this cool article today about you. You were talking about getting your value when you work, mm-hmm. getting what you deserve. It's such a journey for everyone, but I will say it's compounded every layer of marginalization you have. So if you're female, I see the difference between when Chris and I were on the same rung of the ladder, I was constantly like, wait, what they offer you? <laughs> what are you talking about? You're Sarah Marshall. Whatever the case was, I was like, this is a little crazy. And then if you're black and you're female, Mm -hmm. then it's like another. And there's this kind of pervasive thought. You 
you should be grateful. Grateful. Mm-hmm. I got this from Viola when she'd say, they would tell me how much they love me, but then it wouldn't translate to the zeros. And love's not going to pay my bills. It's not yeah. going to put my kids through college, or for me as my nieces and nephews, through college. So I'm not an extravagant person. I came from humble beginnings. So I love simple living within my means. And don't go throw all your money away trying to keep up with the Joneses because chances are the Joneses don't really have it. I'm not trying to impress anybody. So when you come to me and it's not a real offer, I can say no and I mean no. Would I love to be a part of that project with all of those great actors? Yes, but you're passing out dollars when, <laughs> <Yeah>. you, were, <laughs> when you were getting that cast together. Yeah, 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 and yeah. if my character is so integral, you got to come with the dollars. Don't yeah, come yeah, with yeah. the cents. I wonder, do you have a good sense of, I'm good, I'll work. I'm confident in the fact that anyone that I partner up with professionally, I know what they're going to get. I know that I'm going to go the extra mile to do things that they're not going to ask any of those other actors to do, or they will ask those other actors to do, and they won't do it. I know what I'm going to bring to the table. I know that when I walk in, my weekend has been getting prepared, and I'm going to deliver. Now, my delivery may not be wrapped in a silver bow, but it's going to be the best that I can do at the time. And if that's what you want, this is what you're going to get. But what you're not going to do is get me for a dime on the dollar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're not going to do. There was a time when the agents would call me and I would say, yeah, you know what, honey, thank them. Thank them for thinking of me. Oh, that's so classy. So Southern. It's a Southern fuck you. It is. It's that Southern It's the nice not cut. Thank them for thinking. Honey, thank them. Because it's like, well, they don't really have it in the budget. I know they start putting it on you. I see this with my wife all the time. Mm -hmm. She's like, well, this movie's going to fall apart because you're not willing to take one Mm -mm. third of what you get and my thing is well if it's that fragile they probably shouldn't make it (laughs) right wow great take and the other thing is you know the type of business you're in when you're putting together a studio film and you start asking for your money on the back end here's the thing if you tell me octavia we don't have it in the budget I was like, okay, well, let's make it up on the back end. <gasps> the back end? I was like, so the imaginary money? Yeah. You don't even want to share the imaginary exactly. money? Honey, thank them. Yeah. Thank them. Yes, yes, that's so good. Thank them for thinking of me. I'm going to make shirts I love that say thank them with quotes. Thank it's tricky though, <laughs> and then right? OS. Because isn't there a piece, or obviously not anymore, but was there ever a piece where you were like, I feel arrogant or something like this just happened to me on a Mm -hmm. teeny 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 tiny level but there was an audition that came through in the subject it was untitled Mm -hmm. and i was like holy shit oh my god i'm so excited i hadn't even opened i was like i can't even believe i'm getting an audition for something Mm -hmm. like this i open it up and the audition is to sing with another group of people as a wait staff happy birthday How are you going to sink your teeth into that? No, right. I just, and I looked at it like for three minutes. I was like, I can't pass. Mm, yeah, you can. But sure. I'm gonna. Yeah. Because yeah. no, because mm-hmm. my time's worth more than this. Right. If a friend associated with the project and you had time, of course you would consider it if you could make but it work. auditioning. Yeah. To sing happy birthday yeah. with 12 other people. <laughs> I was like, wait, I don't understand. I wanted to make sure you didn't do any big yeah, hand exactly. Oh, yeah, maybe it's like a, it's more of a red flag. Maybe. It's like, it's yours to lose as long as you don't start clapping like you're in YMCA or something while you sing Happy Birthday. I know. <laughs> but I guess I felt like, who am I to pass? Mm. You know, that thing starts going through your head. Here's the thing. We have to start empowering ourselves, especially as women, because there should be an attitude of gratitude. I'm grateful for this job, but they should be grateful for you. 
because not everybody's going to have your work ethic. But that's the other thing. If people do their recon, they know. You know what you're getting into with me. And I always tell the ADs, I'm like, at the beginning of things, I'm going to be the person that you hate because I'm going to bug you about my schedule. I need to know what the schedule is because they don't like to let go of those oh, schedules uh, because they get nervous. Oh, yeah. thinking they don't that, want us having too much knowledge. Well, she thinks she's off that day. I'm like, honey, it doesn't have anything to do with the days off. I need to know where my character is and what we're shooting. And I need to chart that. Yeah. Well, it may not be on that day. I said, is it that week? <laughs> yeah. Is it that week? Because I got to learn these lines so that I can throw them away. So you're never going to have to look for me on the day. You're always going to know where I am. I'm going to be in San Diego on this day. Exactly. It always works out because by the end of it, it's like that person just needed the information to do their process. And you're the least of their worry. I know my work ethic. And I understand my value as an actor. And if you don't understand it, that's not on me. Well, in their defense, do you know the words to happy birthday? <laughs> no, but I would have learned them. <laughs> See, I thought maybe, yeah. Yeah, so it sounds like you probably should read that's for crazy. it. That's yeah. crazy. No, no, don't. Even just auditioning, that takes time and energy. Mm-hmm. You put on makeup, you got to do the whole thing just to sing. There was something about it that I was like, ooh, this feels like singing for your supper type thing. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. <laughs> you don't know that I can stand in a group of seven other people and sing happy birthday. and probably not even going to see us for more than once. I mean, my time's worth more than that. The other thing is the success is that they want to make sure they pick the people out who aren't going to be like... Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Right, you know, just right, like right. showing up on set and taking pictures. And I understand all of that. Yeah. But your psychology going into it can't be, I should be lucky. Because the person that doesn't have any credit, that doesn't have any set etiquette, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. It'd be different if you were brand new to town and got that audition. At that time, my time was worth something much different. Hey, you're a grown-ass woman. You own the house across the street from us. I mean, you ain't gonna go sing happy birthday. I know. And we're we're fine with that, yeah. call you and say, hey, do you have time (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Would you want to come? This will be fun. You'd have to really pet my ego. We thought it'd be such a funny thing. If you're just like in the background singing happy birthday. (laughs) Totally. It's a wink to Emily. Like, oh, this is kind of cool. That is really fun. I will do that. Oh, wait, I got to read for it? Yeah, well, we think that'd be funny too. Like, what if you also read for it? There was an audition. Reading for it. Whoa. Thank you. Can I ask you one serious question? Mm -hmm. It's kind of a downer, but I did get curious about it. Your dad died when you were 15. 13. And mom at 18? 17. 17. Uh, Yeah. I'm almost 42, 43. Yeah. Who? Who raised us after? Yeah. A, who raised you? We did. You have six siblings, Mm -hmm. right? It's one of those things where you have to band together. I'm the next to the youngest. So they were kind of at the end of the road. And they basically had that role anyway to look after us. Was she sick for a while before? No, it was a surprise. She had a pulmonary embolism. Oh, okay. Yeah. My dad wasn't really in my life. He was out of the picture. So my mother losing her was foundational. This is when you start applying for scholarships and student loans to make sure that everybody's tuition's covered, to make sure household bills are covered. It was a huge growing up process. Who replaces that? Did you have a grandma or anything? I did, but she passed away. All of life that I've learned has been lived and earned and processed through my naivete. This is why I am where I am. Everything was my own experience. Do you think it heightened and motivated you to have good friendship circles? Because you're by yourself. What it did was made me realize that I no longer have an advocate. 
I had to advocate for myself. And that's why I can say, yeah. uh, thank them, honey. Thank them. Yeah. <laughs> thank them. Octavia, this to... could be like someone's catchphrase on an 80s sitcom. <laughs> thank them, honey. Like, I could hear your character say thank them, honey, at least three times an episode for a dozen years. I'm Poppy Scoville. <laughs> thank them, honey. <laughs> Does Poppy it. ever say it? No. No. She's no. too she's, sophisticated. She's too sophisticated. She's not from the South. So Poppy... Poppy was a Pulitzer Prize winning investigative journalist, mm -hmm. and she wrote extensively about this guy who she thought was guilty of murder, and then in reflection is nervous he was not guilty. Right. So she starts a podcast to kind of inquire about that, and then it becomes this hugely successful podcast. And you were advised by Sarah- Koenig, yeah. Koenig. From, oh, uh, from cereal. Cereal, oh yeah. Can I tell you, we're God. sitting here because of cereal? I love cereal. I'll tell you why specifically. She worked for Kristen at the time, and we were all listening to cereal, and Monica and I would argue in the kitchen for like three hours straight about whether Adnan was guilty or not. That was the crucible of arguing. Mm -hmm. And we were yeah. like, huh, we should argue in public. <laughs> like, we should really, we should start something where we get to argue in public, for truly. Yeah. Uh, oh, so good. Mm -hmm. You're a true crime fanatic. I am. I was a true crime fanatic before it became this thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you like serial killer books. You geeked out on an airplane. because Yes. Ne <laughs> sitting next to John Douglas, who started the <laughs> FBI behavioral science. Uh, oh, wow. I I'm not kidding. He's like a rock star to me. And <laughs> I got bumped up to first class. It was like around <laughs> Christmas. And it was when KLM was the hub was in Memphis. I was sitting there and I had gotten bumped up and he was so sweet. I want to meet him again and see if he remembers that minor bird that talked all the way <laughs> yes. you know, across country. And can I ask, like, what level of questions were you asking him? I was literally asking about different killers. And it's like meeting an idol. I mean, it's still a part of my... When did theme. it start? I would say when I read Helter Skelter. Oh, sure. And I read that way too early. Um, <laughs> and I just started thinking about these criminals and what drives people. And I have too much knowledge about... Killer. <laughs> this, this is a weird question, but do you have a favorite killer? I don't Maybe that's have not the word favorite. we would use, but the one you find yourself most fascinated with. Are you horny for Bundy? <laughs> no. You don't go that far. Like, you don't want to. No, there's nothing. <laughs> I, I don't want to marry one. I don't find him attractive. But Monica kind of does, though. I just want to say, she says she at least can understand the way in, which is like, oh, they're so dangerous, but they like me. They like me. me. Mm. I'm an exception. Mm. There's like some I'm appeal to that. or something. See, yeah. here, here's it's bad, the thing. then they kill you. Here, here's the thing. Okay. If they thank have them. a problem with everybody else, you got to thank them, baby. Yeah. If, if you see any pathology, I know. any pathology presenting, you have to thank them. Yeah, because what thank. they will do to other people, they will do that's, to that's you. That's right. You know, thank them. Thank yeah, them. Even thank if they're attractive, them. thank them. <laughs> Even if they look like For me, tape. it's like you, you're literally like thinking... I want to be able to pick out if this person is a serial killer or a sociopath, I need to know. Because yeah. I, I don't want to go down that road. So you think I want to be able to pick that sociopath out. Okay, I have a great question. Mm -hmm. Okay, so because it takes up so much of your time and your thought, and you're reading so much stuff and you're thinking about it, do you think you have thought you've stumbled 
upon them? Because it's like on your radar. Here's the thing. Uh-oh. I thought that I would be able to <laughs> discern, but if you're good at it. Oh, yeah. If you're good. It's a skill. It, that's one of the reasons why I love that you're cautious about nice. Because if you're just being nice to be nice, what's under that? I say this yeah. all the time. Like, I need to know people's motive. Mm-hmm. I can actually hang with a bad motive because mm-hmm. it probably won't affect me. I just need to know. Like, I don't think anyone's motiveless. Right. What I can say is I don't know that I've met very many psychopaths or sociopaths. (laughs) Um, I think my way of thinking is very logical and it comes from following the evidence. The signs are there, honey. You're the only one not paying attention to them. What's the great quote at the beginning? Agatha Christie said, one coincidence is a coincidence, two is a clue, and three is... Evidence? Evidence. Ooh, I got that, that from your that show. I got that from Truth Be Told. <laughs> I know. I'm chilly, too. <laughs> I was like, ah, can we stop talking about killers? I'm going to be So what are you hot for right now? Because you're consuming this stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. First of all, did you listen to Dr. Death? Does that fall under your purview? Medical I, uh, <laughs> sociopathy? No, the, the thing that I can't do, because I'm a hypochondriac, is deal with the medical. Because if I watch something and they start giving the symptoms of prostate cancer, even though I know there is no way that I could ever get prostate cancer. We think. You I have literally, it. I have it. I have yeah. the symptoms. Yeah. You probably won't get testicular cancer. No, but, but you don't know. The thing is, I don't know. That's how my brain works. So, no, I can't go down the medical rabbit hole. Because because I know that I'm not a killer. It's so separate for me that I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, yeah, but you could be under the hands of a doctor. Literally, I'm like, uh, I think I have it. I'm one of those people when I say, <laughs> how are you? I really don't want to know. <laughs> I don't, don't want to know any specifics. Yeah, I went to the doctor. I have a sore throat. Because the next thing I know, I'm like. <laughs> you and Monica must not, must not exchange numbers. Okay. <laughs> I know how to not tell you that I feel like I'm dying every day. Okay. <laughs> something bad's happening all the time. It's a touchy subject, but she has had many brain aneurysms since I met her. No, brain tumor. You have a lot Potential. of brain tumors. I have to tell you. I've well, got a few myself. I have a few myself. <laughs> and I'm that person that is always going to go to the big doctor. You know, uh-huh. like, I got to get in. I got to get That's in. That's smart. At least you know? I don't do that. I only just spiral out and then I never actually get it checked. Over time, I'm like, well, I guess I didn't have brain cancer because I'd be probably dead. Do you have a particularly embarrassing ride home from a doctor where you're like, oof, okay. I really shouldn't have taken up a person's <laughs> time with that. <laughs> I miss my doctor. Uh, you know, when she finally stopped taking patients. Uh, she moved out of the country because of you. She literally was like, ugh. <laughs> I'm in administrative. I'm not seeing patients anymore. I'm like, please, please. Okay, Tate got me really good because he knows one of our roommates had his shirt off and he was just kind of polka dot, you know, like these hard round bruises. And and there were so many of them all over his body. And I'm like, oh, my God, what do you have? And he's like, I don't know, but they hurt. You're trying to calm them down. You're trying to keep him calm. And I'm like, I think you're going to be okay, but I got to go. I got to go because I'm thinking I need to call my doctor. Whatever he's got, I don't want it. And they knew, they knew immediately when I was breaking away that I was trying to get in to see my doctor. And I'm calling and I'm leaving messages. They're like, you got to get me in. My roommate's <laughs> bruises all over. And they were laughing so hard. He had gone to was get it cupping. Cupping, yeah. yeah. They were playing with yeah, me. But I literally was like, oh, God, I see one. I got to get out of here. 
<laughs> this is why this whole pandemic time has been just like oh. crazy town. Oh, oh sure. It has been crazy town sure. funny. Ugh. I'm not that bad. Well, well, maybe. We'll yeah, see. but She's got I a couple recovered. years on you. You got time. I'm a recovered. It's just anxiety, really. Yeah. Well, also, your parents both died really young. Yeah. Like, yes. like my dad died at 62. Males in my family don't do well. You know, I start thinking, well, why am I so unique? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah what did, what have sense. I done that's so special that's going <laughs> to change my genetics? You start thinking that you way. You do. So I won't go down the, the medical rabbit hole. Okay. So, but truth be told, this season, we've got Gabrielle Union mm-hmm. and we're exploring what? We are dealing with missing girls. Oh. And what happens when people go missing and the disparity in media coverage for white and black and brown, how the parents deal with that anguish and what could possibly be the reason that these girls go missing. Well, there was that gnarly doc. Do you watch the one about the serial killer that was in Compton? And he was killing all those hookers. Dozens. And just no one ever gave a shit. And he knew that. Yes. Yeah. If there's a case that's unresolved, reopen it if you can to give people answers. Because now with all the technology, you know, if they've kept the evidence, but usually that's what you find when they reopen cold cases is that the killer, most of the time, it's someone that they had already interviewed or had already been brought up that they didn't follow up on. So it's always interesting to me. Hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, it's on Apple Plus, mm-hmm. season three. Mm-hmm. Congratulations on the success of that. Thank it's almost you. impossible to get three seasons of any show. This is true. Yeah, Thank so you. I'm so happy for you. Thank In you. all the ways, nominated three times for Academy Awards. You're tied with Viola. No, Viola. Now she, uh, she passed you? She passed with Chad Bozeman. Ma Rainey's Black. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, yeah. Okay, yes, 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 yes. Okay, so she's now four. Mm -hmm. Well, you got to get going. (laughs) I got to get going. I don't know what the fuck you're sitting here for. You got to (laughs) be... Knock, knock, knock. I got to get back on it. (laughs) Prestige. (laughs) Need that cachet. Well, Octavia, I love you. It's been so long. I love you, too. I love this. This was really a wonderful. I know. So I've been fun. looking so forward to it. We've been driving a bit crazy for a couple a of years long now. Time. Yeah. yeah. So happy. I'm glad that we were able to make it work. Yeah. Well, if she murders you, I'll be sad and I'll have the pride <laughs> of saying I knew it. I told you. I so. knew Bit was a killer. Yeah. And how ironic that Octavia is so obsessed and she oh. didn't even see the murder sleeping in her bed. Oh. Bit. That's daylight <laughs> right there. All right, Octavia, I love you. I love you too. Thank you, Monica. Bye. And now my favorite part of the show, the fact check with my soulmate, Monica Padman. Good salad? Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm just hungry. Hungry. Haven't eaten today. You didn't have any brekkie? No. You know, I've been, um, I don't know if I've talked about it yet on a fact check, but I decided to get really, really religious about my protein consumption. Okay. Over the last two weeks, it's been my... Goal. Yeah. And, you know, I was guilty as the next person about what you think you consume versus what you actually consume. If you're actually writing it down every time and looking it up, it's a much different picture. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's highly recommended if you're exercising a lot, five days a week or more, that you should definitely be eating your weight in grams of protein a day. So for me, that's like 208 currently. And I would have said to you- That's so much. I would have been like, I bet I'm getting about 175 grams of protein. I knew I was under, but I would have, I would have been pretty certain it was about 175. I bet you it was about 110. Mm. Now that I'm writing down, like it's fucking hard to eat 210 grams of protein. (laughs) 
I mean, but also for what goal to build body composition? A, I told you I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm in the process of I'm going to lean out a bit. Uh-huh. Right. I've told you all about it. My hair's long, so now I want to be lean. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it makes no sense. But for me, that's a that's the package. That's fine. Yeah. But I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose all the muscle I've been working on for three years. So sure. I'm like, OK, well, I'll just go really high protein and that'll be the most of my calories will come from protein. Yeah. What's really funny. And I already told you this, but now I got to tell <laughs> that your arm cherries completely unbeknownst to me. Charlie and I got together to watch the, oh, the Georgia football game. Uh Uh-huh. And we're sitting there watching it. And I said, oh, man, I just started actually. What I do is I write my weight in the morning in my calculator. And then, okay, I put 11 grams of collagen protein in my coffee. Minus 11. Then I have two scoops in my oatmeal. Bob's Red Mill's got seven grams. Then the two scoops, 20 minus 27, plus the big thing of almond butter. That's another five. Mm -hmm. And I deduct all day. And I said, I just started doing this. And um, man, I'm really shocked with how much less protein I was eating. I thought, and he goes, oh my God, I started doing this five days ago as well. Wow. Completely just random. Weird. He's got an app for it. He's like, let me look at my thing. So I'm struggling to get 208. I feel like it's so hard. I'm eating like big bowls of turkey, taco meat, you know, stuff like this. He's like, yeah, let me open my thing up. He's like, yeah, it is. It's hard, right? Oh, yeah. So my first day, I was like 320. No. <laughs> Monica, he has days. That's too <laughs> now, much. Now all we do is send each other our protein intake. He has days where he's eating 420 grams of protein. It's insane. It's like watching Race to 270 all over again. Oh he's like, God. you know, he's eating 12 times a day and all these different things. He is a machine. There's just no competing with him. Yeah. I asked him if there's any change happening physiological. I mean, obviously his body already looks a little different. Yeah. But aside from that, I'm like, you know, are you paying any price for this? Namingly, I'm thinking, what does his shit look like? Like, is it a paving brick that's tearing everything up? Yeah. Says fine. Everything's fine there. I wish, I don't know. He's a phenom. And he's no, no issues for him whatsoever. And this is like two days of this. And then he hit me and he goes, you know what? I did leave out the fact that I've had a couple farts that were (laughs) room clears. I feel so bad for Erica. (laughs) I know. She lives with like a laboratory animal. Yeah. It's constantly in some experiment happening. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, It's hard to feel that bad for her, though, because Charlie's so gorgeous and nice and smart. um, I mean, your husband could have really bad farts. And then he's just like sits on the couch all day. Sure. I'm not marrying that person, most likely. Yeah, I want you to marry that I'm not person. marrying Couch potato. <laughs> we call them couch potatoes in the biz. <laughs> Do you think anyone on their dating app has what they're looking for? It says couch, couch potato. Potato. <laughs> potato. Yeah, potato. Okay. Speaking of, I'm probably going to try keto. <laughs> Well, it isn't. We just had a guest on. Yeah. There's three hours talking about this. And then the completely almost unbelievable results of a keto diet on epilepsy. Yeah. Those percentages are insane. Yeah. They're really shocking. Yeah. Easter egg. And the epilepsy linked to depression. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was fascinating. All the mental disorders. Yeah. I mean, when he was laying that out, I was like, do I have epilepsy? I know. I you won't like this, but sometimes I wonder if you do too. I know, but I then I know you had you did. Yeah. There's no question. <laughs> but I too am like, does she have like does she really need to be on medicine for it? Well, spe- I mean, speaking of that, uh, what Elizabeth and Andy call health corner 
on their show. Uh, they talk uh, about uh, health stuff. Um, uh, health corner. We'll circle back to that because I'm going to have dinner with them mm, tonight mm, and I'm really nervous. Yeah. Anyway, so I, you know, I talked to my neurologist a couple months ago and he said, you know, since you haven't had a seizure that we know of. Yeah. We can try tapering you off if you want. It's been mm. two years. Yeah. It's totally up to you. Like, right. I'm happy to try tapering you off. A lot of people are, you know, totally good. Often people taper off, have been totally fine. They're mm -hmm. off for a couple weeks and they have a seizure. Uh-huh. And so I said, I want to stay on it. Yeah. Okay. Just for honestly, just shits peace giggles, of mind. Really. It's just, just for shits and giggies. Not for not for the gigs, but <laughs> but for peace of mind, I feel. Well, you're you're. I'm gonna choose my words carefully. You have some anxiety around your health already. Yeah. Like if you had none, if you were like me, yeah. We're the opposite end of the spectrum. You, that and is not true. <laughs> that is not true. Well, tell me, what do you think I think I have? You you think you have stuff sometimes. I'm the one that said I'll go out and get like involved in a knife fight and I'm certain I won't get hurt. I know. You you are that person. R right. But when it comes to medical stuff, you've I I I just I don't want to fight about it. But I don't either. <laughs> let's be let's be best friends. <laughs> I know we are. <laughs> yeah. But anywho, okay, go oh on. Oh my god, I told this girl at the basketball game last night. So um Jason Delion, who was on the show, yes. my friend from college, my only college buddy. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny, isn't it? It's really sweet. He truly is my only. Well, he and Alex Simcox, but we haven't seen each other. <laughs> and the three of us were friends. But um, yeah, my only college buddy. And he's now a professor at UCLA. It just cracks me up. And it's, like killing it. Yeah, MacArthur Grant yeah. winner. I mean, found it, whatever it's called. And if you recall, when we interviewed him, the story he didn't know if I would want told is the time he and I were running from the cops on my motorcycle and crashed into a bush. Yes. Yeah. And it was because the Lakers had won. Oh. <gasps> The finals, and they hadn't won in a long, long time. So he's from Long Beach. He's a hardcore LA sports fan. Yeah. We email each other once in a while, and he's like, hey, do you, if you ever want to go to the Lakers game, I have season tickets. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do that. So he comes over last night, and I go, let's take something fun. Let's take my old pickup truck, mm -hmm. which I don't. I don't even think he cares. Or, you know, I had it in my mind that he would enjoy that more than a normal car. But then uh, while I was driving, I was like, I'm not even <laughs> sure why I thought he would. This has never been his things, cars. Yeah. Halfway there, the truck breaks down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There is a loose connection on the alternator. It's not charging the battery. Sometimes it's on, sometimes it's off, sometimes. Pull over on the side of the road, walk to an auto zone, buy a battery, Uber back, get to the game. We're sitting there. This group of uh, two guys and two girls are in front of us. The girl's kind of standing for a minute before she sits down. Mm -hmm. And she's wearing pretty large platform sneakers. Oh, okay. And I said, be honest with me, without the sneakers, are you 4'11"? You said that to a stranger. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and she said, no, I am five feet. And I said- And a are, half inch? Are we rounding up? She was shorter than you. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm five feet and a half inch. Right. So and maybe she was, she was short, five well, feet. Yeah, she appeared to be a full inch shorter <laughs> than Oh, wow. You. Okay. Okay. So then she sits down. Anyways, at some point, it comes out that- She's a dentist. She's oh. 35. Oh. She's Persian. Okay. And I said, oh, my best friend's 35. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she's the one that's also five feet tall. Ah. Uh. And she said, what's your 
wife think about the fact that your best friend's a 35-year-old girl? Yeah. And I said, well, conveniently, it's her best friend, too. <laughs> it worked out. It worked out. Yeah. Anyway, she's surfing through pictures. She finds you. Is this the girl? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. It was a whole exciting thing. So Do you think she you... looked at my soap? <laughs> no, she didn't know who I was. So I doubt she knows who the soap. I mean, that's pretty deep, deep dive, the soap. <laughs> She's going to look up that soap. That's funny. Yeah. And, and when they were looking at you, by the way, they said, oh, where's she, where's she from? Hmm. I love this because they themselves were minorities. So I like when I see minorities acting the same way as white people. Like, where's she from? Oh, yeah. I know what they meant, right? Yeah. I go, oh, Georgia. And now they got to take that, right? Oh, my God. It's now great. you're like. Okay. <laughs> now I'm self-righteous. Now you're becoming. You've <laughs> yeah. like decided you're me. I'm you. In this case, I'm representing you. So, yeah. I'm like, Atlanta, why do you ask? Right? Uh -huh. So, I go, Atlanta. Then they just got to take that. Sure. And then I, I go. I go. <laughs> I know what that's like. Mm -hmm. And then I go, do you, are you curious what ethnicity she is? And they go, yeah. And I go, she's Indian. And they go, oh, she, she could be Persian. I go, uh, sure, absolutely. Uh -huh. South Indian. Uh-huh. Could be. <laughs> what else did they say? Anything else? Did they say they liked the look of my face or no? Well, clearly they if they think you look Persian, they're Persian. They like you. This no, is like that's not, this is an ultimate compliment. That's not how that works. Yes. At all. Yes. Then they showed Danny DeVito on the big Jumbotron for mm -hmm. a while. He does a great thing. Oh, he, he was there. He was there. And then he's on the Jumbotron. He's making some fun faces and the crowd's going bananas. Mm. And she turns around and says, who's that? Okay. And I said, that's Danny DeVito. That's like the first time she's ever hearing this name. Wow. Yeah, wild, right? Or she's got David's syndrome. Oh, Could shit. Could be, but she didn't seem to recognize the name either. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. What a game. And you know what's cute? They hmm. when they showed Danny DeVito, they play the theme song for It's Always Sunny. Oh, that's cute. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. That's really cute. I wanted them to show me on the Jumbotron and play the theme song Armchair Expert. That'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be really cool. <laughs> be a deep cut. Do you know what I never want to happen? What? Be to on the be Jumbotron. Shown on the yeah, Jumbotron. Yeah, yeah. Well, the last Ever. I was telling Jason this. My last time there, I think I told you this story, was going with Panay to a Clippers game and we were sitting on the court. Mm -hmm. And this song was on and I was dancing to Panay. I always do my Greek dance in front of Panay. Okay. As you can see, all I think about is ethnicity. So I I'm know. with Panay and I do my Greek dance. Because some like, songs You haven't playing. learned anything from being my friend. <laughs> no, I love, I love all the ethnicities. I was an anthropology major. Of course that I fucking. Doesn't... Yes, that's, I'm interested in other ethnicities. That's why you major in it. Okay, go if on. If you're interested in white people, you major in law. Okay? No, not, not really. Okay. <laughs> or English. Maybe, yeah. If you're super fascinated with other cultures, you major in anthropo anthropology. <laughs> okay, anyway, you were dancing. To Panay. But then as I turn, I realize, oh, I've been dancing on the Jumbotron. Oh. And now I'm like, well, I got to keep dancing. Oh. I can't stop dancing. But now I know I'm on the Jumbotron, oh. right? So I'm dancing and people are excited. And I'm like, this is going on. And all of a sudden I start thinking like, I'm out of moves. This is going on way longer than it should. Like normally they're showing people for 10 seconds. I swear to God, I was on that Jumbotron for 30 seconds dancing. It ended and Panay and I were nightmare. like, Panay was like, boy, bud, they really hung you out to dry. I'm like, I know they wouldn't oh cut. Oh my God. No one yelled cut. 
What was I supposed to do? I can't just stop dancing and stare at the camera. I think you do stop dancing and then you like, uh, you kind uh, of like smile. No, you just like smile and sit and then talk to Panay. Oh my and then, God, then, act like I now have forgotten I'm on the TV? Yes, like it's time to move <gasps> on, guys. And then Panay was making fun of himself. So he's making fun of me because I got hung out to drive. But the, he was making fun of himself a lot because he was in the shot and he's staring up at the jumbotrunks. When you're on the court, yeah, it's that, like I think that's straight common. up. Yeah. It was great. We love when we embarrass ourselves that becomes the fodder for the next two hours yeah good Mm -hmm. um what are you so annoyed by what are you annoyed no i'm just listening to your story oh you're like oh okay i'm allowed to not like (laughs) die laughing at every single thing you say (laughs) okay i got the distinct feeling you were like are y'all done with this no i just i'm listening (laughs) god okay okay (laughs) jesus Anyway, did they win? They lost. Oh, no. They lost. Okay. Yeah. They're not very good this year. Really? They're under 500. Yeah. I want to say their record was like 22 and 25 uh, when we left. Yikes. They were playing the Kings, Sacramento Kings. Okay. It was close at the end. I'll say that. It got nail bitey. That's fun. But, you know, I don't go to these sporting events to really watch the game. You know that about me. Yeah, you go to talk to the people in front of you. And um, Jason, I'm learning about this book that he's almost done writing, Ooh. which is a- a- so fascinating. Ooh. I cannot wait to have him on to talk about the book. Oh, great. You know, he does all of his field work in Mexico, deals a lot with coyotes and smugglers. Yeah. And he became friends with this, like, this few of these young smugglers. Oh, boy. And he got immersed with, like, this gang of crazy crack-smoking wow. smugglers that are dying left and right. And oh, he's now God. written a book about it. It sounds so interesting. I can't believe he's alive. Wow. Yeah. Oof. He has kids, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's an anthropologist. He's got, oh, God. He's he so interested in ethnicity. Yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now, oh, yeah. So I'm going to have dinner with Elizabeth and Andy. Yes. From my favorite podcast. Nobody's listening, right? Right. And they have Health Corner. And they have Health Corner. And I'm nervous. Okay. Because <laughs> I want them to like me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> this is going to be very effortless. We're going to Houston's. Oh, perfect. Yeah. What do I order? I'll tell you what you're going to order. The chicken sandwich. Am I? Yes. What it's about not keto? <laughs> well, you're not starting keto today. But that would not be on your keto menu. I hate to tell you. Yeah. You get cheat days on keto? No. Okay. Yeah. Because ketosis is a state. Right. Okay, we'll, we'll see once you have your own nutritionist what happens. Did you know Alec Baldwin was charged with involuntary manslaughter today? That seems impossible. Today? I read I that know. and that does not seem possible. I agree. How the fuck on earth if you're an actor and, and the prop master hands you a shotgun? I know. I was thinking how, the same thing. I think that's insane. I, I, I Yeah, I find that to be really insane. I, I also do too. Like that's. I mean, maybe we there's stuff we don't know. Maybe that's possible. We have to entertain the possibility that we don't know everything about it. I don't know. Yeah. You know, maybe someone said I don't want to rehearse with the gun. I don't know, but uh-huh. from what I know, it seems absolutely insane. Yeah, as an actor, you don't have any control. 
control. No, I mean, it'd be like if the brakes rent went out on a car yeah. I was driving in a scene. I wouldn't get charged with Unless murder. maybe. I mean, if it's involuntary manslaughter, what happened? Like, I, There's sentencing for involuntary manslaughter. People who kill people in drunk driving is often the charge right. is involuntary. And that's much different than what exactly. Sir Alec Baldwin went through. Has he been knighted? Well, they're they're charging him for the murder, but not the guy that was injured. So there's two. Someone was killed, or not the murder? Well, manslaughter. Manslaughter means death. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they're not charging him for the person that was injured from being shot as well. Right, but that's weird. But if they were charging for one, it would be if it was his fault. He should be charged with injuring the guy. But and it's maybe, him and someone else are also being charged. But also, not just is him. it the family that's? Like that's well, but what, the family could do a civil lawsuit, but they can't tell the DA to. So who's doing it? The DA, the district attorney, has decided to prosecute and allocate resources to a trial. I think they're just making a point. Like the, all of the quotes from them have that are saying that no one's above the law. But that's not even that's, not that's the bullshit. Point. Yeah. It's not that wasn't his job. I understand. Yeah, there's no the, negligence on his the part. The prop master, yeah, I, I see up. that. Yeah, yeah that. Yeah. I mean, that's. I feel it's tragic. Horrible. It's tragic. It is. Yeah. But I have some. There's logic around that. Well, it is funny. We have these little, all these these little barricades around certain concepts. It's really interesting to think about where we put the barricade. Like so, an accident happens. It's nothing. Alec Baldwin trips on set, bumps into a guy, and the guy falls down and breaks his head open. It's like an accident. Yeah. And we're like, oh, well, that was an, a very tragic accident. There's no, the police aren't even looking into this. Yeah. Then, you know, if he's handed a gun for a scene, that's his job. And then what happens, happens. To me, that's like really bad accident. Now you go to the prop master. Well, his job is yeah. to make sure that there's no live ammunition in the gun. Yeah. So now there's some culpability, but, you know, yeah. that's an interesting barricade, too. Still an accident. The guy didn't, you know. Well, drunk driving is an accident, too. Yeah, there's negligence that yeah. leads to the accident. Yeah. So I do understand that piece. And part of me, um, is it because, no, these people haven't been on set, so, like, they don't know that it's not the actor's job. It kind of reeks of that. Yeah, like yeah. Alec Baldwin was like, throw me a gun for this. I want to do this. I'm making right. some decision. And I'm refusing to let anyone check it or something. Yeah. Like that would be, Well, but maybe. So that could be an element. Who knows? I guess we don't it's, know enough. The, they like called out that he was an A-list actor and not above the law. The attorney general's quote. See, to me, that seems yeah. like a fucking political That's weird. shitty move. That is very weird. It's all so sad and upsetting. I really laughed at CAA being caw. Yeah, that's very funny. Also, if people didn't, you know, we're assuming that everybody knows CAA is a big agency out here. The biggest creative, creative artist, artist agency. agency. That's almost really good sync. Let's try it again. Okay. Three, two, one. Creative, creative artist, artist agency. agency. That's really nice. <laughs> Let's try it again in three, two, one. Creative, Creative artist agency. You know, I've heard from some guys. Oh. Guys seem to hate the robot. I don't know. Are you serious? <laughs> well, it's the only attacks I've heard of the robot have been like a handful of guys. What are, are like, they? I fucking hate the robot. When you start talking like the robot, I have to turn off the show. <laughs> and I'm like. Go 
Fuck yourselves, people. Yes. No, I'm willing to explore what's going on before we tell them to get out. Let's find out. Let's. No, that's rude to the robot. He just wants to be a one real of, one boy. One of them's calling in right now. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? What are you? What's your question? What? What's your problem with the robot? I fucking hate that voice. I hate your voice. Well, I'm not on the radio. You don't have to listen to my voice. Go fuck yourself. Wow, man. <laughs> you called me. <laughs> if that's the, honestly, that is how I picture those people sounding. Yeah. And all right, let me try another one that maybe you'd like. Okay. More. Okay. <clears throat> Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um. Could you guys stop doing that robot voice? Why would we stop? What do you? Oh, I just don't like it. <laughs> just when it comes on, it's it's too high pitched and it's just really annoying. And I, I like so much of the other part of the show. I don't know why he has to be a character. Oh, um. Well, he does because we want him to be. So you can stop listening. Bye bye. Oh, whoa! <laughs> he fell he off fell a cliff. Off, he fell off a ladder. <laughs> you mean the call on a ladder? <laughs> Listen. Yeah. What are their problems for real? Can we do one more call? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to dust off an oldie but a goodie. Okay. Are you ready? Hello? What is that thing that's talking in the, it's a beep beep, but don't go in the bathtub? Like, who can't go in the bathtub? That's a robot. Robots can't Who's go. Who's a robot? The robot is the one that can't so There's go. no such thing as robots. Oh, yes. There are, there are robots. Where? Um, in... In, in your dreams. No. Yeah, no. fuck you. No, not in- I'm out of here. Okay. Wait, I want you to come back. <laughs> yeah, judoed you. Yeah. <laughs> he left you before you could leave Shit. him. Um, wait, really though? Like, what's the problem? Oh, and I'll say my friend well, what's Aaron. Your armchair theory? Listen, oh, my friend Aaron Mondi. Yeah. Shout out, lover, best boss I ever had. Sorry. Capital um, E R I N. Uh-huh. Okay. Love her. She was my boss at Soul Cycle. Was she at the Coke party? No. Okay. Her husband, very hot. Okay. He listens to this. Okay. Very hot. Sexy. Yeah. Wow. Everyone talked about it. Wow. Yeah. Lucky Aaron. I bet and he's got bad farts like Charlie. No, he, he doesn't. Yeah, look that hot. You got No, okay. he doesn't. But listen, <laughs> he loves the robot. Aaron, Get out. Aaron texted me and said, Brett always laughs really hard at the robot. Oh, so he does sound hot. And he's hot and confident. And so those are the types of people uh, I like. Uh huh. And those people like the robot. Okay. So I guess those like other someone's people. Someone's calling him. <laughs> oh, so you only like hot people? You're shallow. What? You're shallow. <laughs> Listen. I, I'm deep. Are you confident? I like humans, not robots. Why don't you try being deeper? Bye. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I didn't like that I he know, said that. I know, you want that. him back, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, well, I don't, Fritos got you on the run. I don't, okay. Hey, I just farted. It smells like shit. Bye, fuck you. <laughs> I'm kill that robot. Stop, stop. <laughs> okay. Stop. Okay. That was stop. me. What are you going to do now? I'm hot too. Hot for you. Fuck off. <laughs> Frito doesn't know what he's, he doesn't know how he feels <laughs> second to second. Big mix of... <laughs> Conflicting feelings and emotion. Hey, I love you. <laughs> Fuck off, you piece of shit. Oh, it's one of my farts Stop. in here. It's so horny. <laughs> oh, fuck that robot. Where is he? <laughs> That's what we found out. Freedom has sexual feelings for the robot. Conflicting feelings. Is that robot single? Can that robot smell farts? Because I have a lot of them. 
Oh, sick breath. The air is sick. Okay. Well, you guess that my farts. Fuck off, you piece of shit. Oh, give me that robot's number. Beep beep. You can come in my bathtub. Stop. Okay. Listen, okay. it scares me because you have like seemingly like, no control. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's maybe the true me. I know. Yeah. Honest, that's kind of what I feel, and I don't Window like it because then you said soul. "fuck you" a lot to me, right. and I think it's an excuse. <laughs> I think he's an excuse no. for you to say that to me. No. Uh, maybe. No. 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 <laughs> he's totally right. You should listen to your heart. It smells like shit. Fuck off. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm scared of you right now. I don't know when he's coming. I don't like I it. I don't either. I know. That's you know, my listen, point. <laughs> I only have a couple characters that when you're hearing it, I'm hearing it for the first I, time. <laughs> and I it's can, a very fun zone for me. I can tell that is what's happening. And it is so unnerving. <laughs> And I do think it's your true feeling. No, it's every jerk in school that's in my brain. It's the voice that's always making fun of me. And it's my, it's my, uh, that's my, the voice of my shadow. Oh, yeah, you're stupid. <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. Just Dax. Yeah. Da yeah. Dax. Yeah. Hi. Um, I'm really curious now what those people who hated the robot will yeah. think of Frito. Frito. They love them. Exactly. Okay. Case in point. Case in point. Uh, uh, the, match set. If you don't like the robot, but you like Frito, you need to go shit. to therapy. No, I love Frito and the robot. You can like you, both you, and or you can pick. No. Oh. You can like all both. All or nothing. Or the robot. <laughs> but you can't only like Frito because then you like meanness. Well, I don't know that that's what you like. <laughs> yeah. No. Are they laughing at Frito is an excuse to laugh at stupidity? But why don't we they, all like? Why don't do. they like the robot because he's too vulnerable? I do wonder if it is. There's something that's too effeminate. That's the wrong word, but like I know there's something too pure, sweet. Pure. Yes, and that it's it makes them feel gay to hear it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, not because they are, but just, yeah. It gives them this feeling. Uh, that's my hunch, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, I have sympathy for someone who can enjoy something because they're so constricted by how they grew up. That no one picks. I, I, don't, I know that. If someone went and picked it, I would I would say fuck off. Yeah, no, I know. But I think if you you got handed this and you're trying to break through, the fact that you're listening to this, you're already trying to break through, but yeah. then that's like the line for you. I know, I just, but I don't, like someone saying to you uh -huh. that they I don't like the a thing that you're you've done and it's sweet and and like a nice you know so many things bother me i voice them all the time yeah. like it doesn't take much to bother me i'm very sensitive that doesn't i know but it bothers because me. i i know but but on uh, your behalf I like the robot, so it doesn't really matter to me. A, it yeah. doesn't matter to me that you hate the robot. I like it and you like it. And that's really, that's what we're here to do. Yeah. People seemingly like it. They bought a sweatshirt with the yeah, robot. It's very I'm, popular. At least 1,500 people. Like yeah, it. at least 1,500 <laughs> people like it. That's true. Or some people probably just were like, limited, I don't care what it is. You know, that Maybe. would be you. Yeah. This is the you demographic. I'm like, I don't know what this <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, but, but I can't have it. I want it. 
Yeah. I go pretty quickly to compassion. I know. By being triggered by the robot. That makes me feel like you're you're so nervous about being I know that makes it does make me sad. Weak. Yeah. Hey, they the, might also find it annoying. That would be okay. I don't like that for some reason. Really? Yeah. But we can't say anything's objectively not I annoying. Know. So certainly it could it could just be simply annoying and not bridled with baggage. That's possible. Yeah. It's fine. I just And if you don't like it, it does go on <laughs> for a long time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Good guy. Good, <laughs> good little boy. Good real boy. It's <laughs> a good real boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Octavia said that uh, spe- uh, also Ooh. first things first, first things last. Octavia sent us an insane yeah. amount of incredible treats today. Ding, ding, ding. When you're recording this. What timing? This morning, as I'm walking out the door, they get delivered. To your house? Yeah. So it's really a thank you to you. No, no. There's a card. It's to oh, both of us. Oh, I didn't see the card. Oh, it's up there. Oh, my God. There's so much delicious. So I'm yeah. going to eat uh, uh, at least six or seven of those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, those are tremendous. What's the brand on Cake those? Monkey. Cake Monkey. Shout out. Really good. Delicious. Really good they make treats. a high-end ho-ho and a high-end ding-dong. Yes. So cool. So good. Yeah. It brings me back to UCB because I used to go to the Oaks before Gourmet. my shift. Yeah. And they had Cake Monkey. Did you ever have the um, French dip from there? No. Outrageous often rated best french dip in la what it's incredible never even knew they had oh it's beautiful dang beautiful okay so she talked about tate and she said he's just someone who's super connected Uh uh-huh and it reminded me that eric once taught me that some people are super connectors not super tasters right super connectors but you know eric didn't yeah that's malcolm gladwell's no, he didn't make it up. He's just telling me oh, okay. the, that word. Great, great, great. Yeah. yeah. yeah and there's I, mavens. There's super connectors. Uh, yeah. And something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he didn't make it up. He was okay. just telling me about them. Right. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, Tate is a super connector then. He knows everyone and everyone knows them. And then they build relationships quickly with a lot of people and are considered invaluable people. They match people with opportunities. And in doing so, they leave their connections with the positive opinion of them and their abilities. Yeah. Do you think of yourself as a connector? I connect people, but I don't think I'd be a super connector because right. I don't meet a bunch of people. Right. That's the problem. I'm not, but I will say my friendship circle that I left behind in Detroit Mm -hmm. were people that I knew all individually Mm. that I slowly got to hang out. Yeah, mostly. That's nice. Yeah. And then some through work, but yeah, a lot of those. That's nice. Or even Nate and Scotty. They didn't know each other. They met and then they ended up living together. And they'd be, I think they were better friends than I was. That's always the fear. Yeah, it's a risk you're gonna take. Okay, the doc series that you mentioned about a killer in Compton who killed oh, yeah. prostitutes. Yeah. So there's a three-part doc called Crime Scene, The Times Square Killer, mm-hmm. and that's on Netflix, and it's the same person who did The Cecil Hotel, and that's about that. But no, Times Square? That's New well, York. Exactly. So that's not what you were saying, oh, okay, but I don't okay. know. I c- There's the Grim Sleeper. <gasps> that's it. But that's not a doc. There is a book. There's a book about the Grim Sleeper and there's 
he's a thing, the Grim Sleeper. Uh huh. But I couldn't find a doc on him. Oh, interesting. But maybe there is. You want to look? Tales of the Grim Sleeper that came out in 2014. Oh, Great. is that What's it? it? <laughs> <laughs> he's not on Wikipedia. Uh, it's free on Plex. Wonderful. Download or no however someone gets. No wonder. You made that up. I don't want to be disparaging. Rob just made that up. But Plex? You can probably get it. On, you can get it on Amazon too. Yeah, or Plex. Or Plex. Mm-hmm. Is that P-L-E-X? Yep. Okay. On his Wikipedia. Tate's? No, the Grim on Reapers? the Grim Sleeper. Uh-huh. Sleeper. His name's Lonnie David Franklin Jr. Oh, and he's passed. Okay. So yeah. we are free to talk however we'd like. He's not going to sue us. He's not. Liable. He was responsible for at least 10 murders and one attempted murder. Ew. From 1984 to 2007. Convicted for rape and sexual violence. So there's got to be so much more. Because there's no way you're killing people once every two years. Oh, wait. No, listen. Franklin earned his nickname when he appeared to have taken a 14-year break from his crimes. From 1988 to 2002. He was probably on keto then. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Experts dispute that there was a hiatus. It's not common. Uh, Yeah, that seems insane that you'd get it under control. Well, that's how he earned his nickname. Oh, Grim sleeper. So, oh, it's because he slept with the prostitutes before he. No. Okay. I mean, that would work, but it's yeah, not but right. I don't think you can say they slept together when you rape someone. Well, no, he would pay. Actually, I don't oh. know if he would pay. They were prostitutes. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, he'd like get him in the He'd'd, car. He'd be uh, like, he was posing as a John. Yuck. And I, if your name's John, I don't mean that disparaging to you, but just. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I guess that's the original Karen. John. John, yeah. But there's also John Doe. Like, John is. That's out there. Out there. Yeah, yeah it could be a, a lot. John. Of, yeah. If I met one of your friends and I said, is he a John? What would you think I met? Is his name John or does he get prostitutes? I wouldn't. Th- I don't. I wouldn't think you, about You don't prostitutes. trade in the word John I don't. Okay. I don't. All right. What do I say? Um, Daddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's what you call people who get prostitutes, daddy. Oh. Wow, wow, wow. That came out the way. Um, yeah, freedom. freedom yeah, we just saw some window into your soul, but I'm not sure what, what to deduce from it. No, I call what, them daddies. What they, I call them zaddies. What are they called? Pimps. Jesus. Oh, Pimps. That's those, what I would say. No, but a John is a is a customer. <laughs> oh, yes, the John oh, is see, the customer. I don't even know that. Yeah, you don't know shit about the <laughs> the game. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, I really don't. But don't they sometimes call their pimps daddy? Oh, sure. Yeah, Absolutely. that's why I got yeah. confused. I love uh, uh, squares. Love. Oh, how's it go? It's in idiocracy. Uh, ding, ding, ding. Totally. Triple ding, ding, ding. I just signed an idiot. You, you know, I hung out afterwards. He wanted me to sign Idiocracy for his brother. Oh, cute. So many dingies. <laughs> so many dingles. Dingle, dingle. dingle. You, you see, a pimp's love is very different from that of a square. There you go. You see, a pimp's love is. Who said it? Upgrade the pimp oh. in Idiocracy, spelled with two Ds for a double dose of pimping. But all that is lifted directly from this crazy documentary. Pimps Up, Hose Down. Oh. Type in Pimps Up, Hose Down. Our 1999 documentary. And it's about this convention of pimps from all over the country that whoa, gather. Whoa. To talk about pimpdom. Daddies? Pimpdom. Bunch of daddies <laughs> talking about pimpdom. 
Wow. And it's the craziest doc. And of course, Judge was obsessed with it. And yeah. so he modeled Upgrade after one of that's fascinating. The double dose of that pimpin. Anyhow. By the way, I'm in this interlude. I'm watching The Dropout finally. Yeah, with Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. It's great. She also, is Liz Merriweather. I didn't know she style. did that. She did. Yeah, that's her show. And <laughs> Showalter directed them. Wow. Yeah. That's weird because it's not a it's comedy, a, is it? Interesting pairing all around. Yeah. It's right. But Merriweather writes comedies. She's, she, and it's a drama. Right. So you got a comedic uh, creator. Yeah. And a comedic director. That's why making I said, a drama. I know. That's why I said it's weird. It's not comedy, it's right? It's weird. Yeah, it's, weird. <laughs> it's weird. really good. Okay. Really good. Great. Um, she's a style icon of mine, Amanda. Siegfried. She has great style. She does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In fact, I saw a sweater on her and I own it. Ordered it. Oh, wonderful. For Christmas. And for it's Christmas. from like Belgium or so. it's from another country oh. and they had to hand stitch it. It hasn't arrived yet. It's gonna, it won't be here for years. <laughs> I but. don't think so. <laughs> being made by one mouse on a little loom ah! in belgium hmm. anywho we love octavia yeah we love her. beautiful gift from her so thoughtful i know thank him honey <laughs> thank him honey i thank her yes honey. thank you honey yeah exactly. oh i love her i know she was a delight She's the same sweetie pie that really? i knew 20 years ago yeah totally unaffected by the multiple Academy Awards. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I it's love that. great. Yeah, she's awesome. I can go the other way. I've seen it go the other way. Sure. In fact, more times than not, I see it go the other way. I think the odds point to it going the other way. It's powerful. Yeah. I don't even fault anyone. No, same. Yeah. yeah. Who was I just watching? Oh, I don't know. I think there's a doc right now on Netflix about some like someone who went viral because I guess he was witnessing a murder and he got involved with his ice axe and killed this guy on the side of the road and then got interviewed by the news immediately after the thing I always talk yeah, about. Yeah, the thing you said people, quote, want <laughs> to happen. And he was like super chill about it. And he was like, first of all, I just want to give thanks. Like, it's, it's crazy. Oh, and then he became viral. God. And then it turns he did an out, acceptance speech. Well, yeah, he's just like, he took the moment. He had the world's attention. He took the moment to spread good vibes and whatever. Mm. But he had just hatcheted someone to death on the side of the road. Oh, my God. And then it turned out, I, I haven't seen the doc, but I was talking with Kutcher the other night, FaceTiming with him, and um, he had seen it and was talking about it. And he was just saying the phenomena, you know, of these people getting super famous overnight. There's really no vetting. Then I was just kind of ruminating or thinking about the the, the thing, and I was just thinking... It's really not fair for anyone on the outside to be super judgmental of anyone in that situation because it's so abnormal. It is. It's so bizarre and abnormal and yeah. triggering like, yeah. as fucking uh, Jay-Z said, the worst drug known to man, it's stronger than heroin when I can look in the mirror like <laughs> here I am. Yeah. Fame. Yeah. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Speaking of Ashton. Yeah. Did you see what Armchair posted? Armchair Direct posted today. Oh, he and I on Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As Bo and Luke Duke. Okay. I was like, who are they being? I didn't yeah. know. But... Bo and Luke Duke. Okay. Got mm. it. <laughs> With Brittany Murphy. Yeah. His, his then girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder that. I was like, were they dating then? Because you were holding her leg. Oh, she and I were bros. Yeah. I adored her. Sad. Yeah. They were dating when I started punk. So when I was like being introduced to this whole impossible other world 
yeah. of like walking straight into nightclubs and yeah. all that stuff. It was so exciting. Oh my God. She was like this very sweet force of like checking in, knowing, I think, what I was oh, kind of seeing and experiencing at the same time. Oh, uh, yeah. She was so lovely. Sad. Mm -hmm. Addiction. I know. It's fucking get, it gets the best of us. I don't like that. All right, All right. I love you. Love you. I love Octavia Spencer. Me too. And Tate Taylor, you're as handsome as they come. And Cake Monkey. And Cake Monkey. I'm eat and you. Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> and Kate Winslet. All of them. Bye. Bye.